Welcome to Xbox Uncut's Weekly Podcast. Justin. So that's that's what I call a killer deal. That's better than anything Microsoft's ever done of all, all their existence. Check, please. Check. <laughs> Check, please. But, uh, now let's talk about something with double the frame rate. Um, what's that? It's great. And why did air drop, man? It's too bad. Oh well. The quick look guru. Oh, yeah. That's what you were saying, yeah, but the way order went down. But, well, but that's you know, what it, was, it was the opposite way, though. It wasn't that they lost money because of that. People were like, oh, man, that game is <laughs> yeah. yeah. rough. Steve Rules. Uh, which is like a fast action, fast pa- fast action, fast paced action game. Uh, sort of like a shoot 'em up. You can do it like co op and stuff. The graphics which look really cool. Hand drawn graphics and all that. Shizzle. Speaking of bytes of, of cloud storage, it, it helps more than just the 360 customers, so it also helps the Xbox One customers, because Xbox One customers are going to be using backwards compatibility, and you'll be using the cloud storage through the 360. Southbound. I mean, in this room, a huge, huge Metal Gear fan, he said it just, you could tell that the game wasn't finished, and then when Kojima got fired or whatever happened, they just kind of bundled up and, and just shipped it just as it is. You know how many times I've argued with people and they're like, Persona 5! It's it's gonna you know, it's like it's the same shit all the time. It's like I I don't know, they have you came to reality and you were like, take the L You know, exactly. Welcome to Xbox Uncut's weekly podcast. We're back for another crazy week of Xbox News. We have all kinds of things to talk about this week. So much to go over, but let's go ahead and introduce everybody in the panel today. Welcome to the show, Vern! Oh, man, that was quick. Yeah, I'm getting right into it, man. we got a lot to go over. We got a lot Thanks to talk for the about. welcome. How are you doing today, Vern? You know, not so good, because i got all these great new snacks, and I can't eat them until Thanksgiving, since Marie and I are on the diet. We want to look good for our family when we see them, for our family when we see them uh, on Thanksgiving, so got these three awesome snacks and i can't even eat them but i want i wanted to show them to to the wicked soul because they're really good they're really good uh first one and these are these are quite delicious these are my favorites these are the pumpkin spice oreos the basic bitch oreo <laughs> and then i also no, got wait wait can we read like that's like the i want to get laid oreo i'm going you know i'm trying to Impress my woman, so I got this some is the pumpkin way you, spice. This is the, the catch a woman. Yes, <laughs> the, catch, the catch a woman Oreo. Yeah, this one's pretty good for uh, catching the ladies too, though. This one's really good. This one's called the brownie batter Oreo. I'll raise this one for the for the viewers. These are quite delicious as well. And then this I, Oreo. I, I hate to ask, but we're on a scale of one to five because I love uh-huh. five point scale. Yeah. What? Mm. Where would you rate these on like picking up a girl? I'm picking up a girl. Okay, yeah. well, well, f- well. First off, this th- this would be the lowest rated. I'd, I'd probably give this a three out of five. This is cookies and cream. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about trying it myself because I'm a, a huge. But, but it's it's like an Oreo Oreo. It's the best way to describe it. Because when you have cookies and cream ice cream, it's like Oreo ice cream essentially, right? Yeah, I agree. So what's the fucking point of cookies and cream Oreos? It's like putting an Oreo in an Oreo. But I mean, that's is pretty that cool if you like Oreos. <laughs> it is <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah, it is. Anyway, this is like a three out of five. 
Um, I would say like the brownie batter would probably be a good four out of five because women love chocolate, you know. So yeah. if you got double chocolate, you got double the women. But <laughs> I like your logic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but no, this is definitely a five out of five for the pumpkin spice Oreo. Yeah, because I mean, like, women lo- women love their pumpkin spice. I mean, that's what they go to Starbucks for, and that's what they come to your house for if you have pumpkin spice Oreos on hand. Yeah. So yeah, five out of five. But anyway, I'm doing good. But I can't. I'm gonna be doing a lot better come November when I get home. And I can eat those Oreos. You need to you need to treat yourself every now and again. You know, like <laughs> like the thing is the problem with having all these Oreos is not as long as you don't eat all three packs in like ten minutes, you know, having one or even two a day that's perfectly fine. I think I think you should treat yeah. yourself. Yeah, that works for you people who live, you know, across the ocean. Where you can actually control your urges and stuff, but this is America. We have variety. We, we can't do that, so <laughs> it's very it's very difficult. A bag so of we Oreos have, we have to or go a box. Diets. Bag of Oreos so, is like a, a one night stand. It's it really gone. is. Yeah, it just goes. But if you got like, I have like four packages of these because I have two of the the pumpkin because I mean these are limited edition Oreos, so I gotta buy them when they're available, but then I store them. So, uh, but when we get back. Around late November, we're going to be busting into these Oreos, me and Maria, because these are our anniversary Oreos. Because November 29th is our anniversary, so good times. Yeah. Uh, the Wicked Soul wanted to know, should I cover my body in various Oreos to get chicks? Yes. Yeah. I... yeah. As a person in the nude, Steve, how do you feel about that? I think that's I think that's a good way to go. Like perhaps like if you put them all like in the bath or something, and then milk bath the tub. It's gotta be a milk bath. So, well, but I think first you could just sort of roll around in them, and and then you could put the milk in. You know, really, it'll become one with the Oreos. So wait, are you like doing a Scrooge McDuck moment <laughs> where you're like jumping into a solid surface? Well, you, well, you don't you don't jump. No. It's not a swimming pool. <laughs> or do you have somebody on the outside bury you in Oreos in the tub? I think he crumbles them first and then paints his body with the Oreo. No, no, you, well, no, no. You sort of stack them up nicely, and then you just sort of gently lower yourself in and just feel them sort of crush. And then you just sort of roll around in it, and then you and, become one with the Oreos, and then you get like loads of milk and like funnel it in. Yeah, this is called a diabetes bath. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, see. If you throw some Fruit Loops in there, I've seen this porno. I mean, (laughs) see, I was thinking of making like a. You can make a necklace out of the pumpkin spice Oreos, and then you can take it off and you can give it to your lady. Make a necklace and go into a Starbucks. You're leaving with a lot of women. (laughs) Hey, baby, you want some pumpkin spice? Oreos. Well, <laughs> let's get back on topic. Welcome to the show, Jason. I'm triggered. <laughs> so triggered right now, man. What's up, guys? Oreo crumbs leading to the bed, according to Wicked Soul. Uh, Steve, welcome to the oh. show. I don't remember if I introduced you yet. You, you did run off. You, you didn't. Nope. Welcome to the show, That's Steve. Glad, How are I'm you doing, Steve? I'm, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. I appreciate it. 
Try that. Thanks very much. Oh, it's good, Steve. It's good. I'm glad you're doing okay. And for this week, hopefully he answers this time. How are you doing, Eric? I'm fine. I'm good. Man, that's that's two weeks in a row. You, you, row you answered right away. <laughs> Something's wrong it's here. It's throwing me. It's throwing me. <laughs> I'm sitting up. I have, you have my full attention. Eric, are what you is sir? your favorite Oreo? Ah, uh, favorite. Are Oreo. you a classic Oreo uh, man, or do you have like a, a, a one of the actually? Many I want a little. You know what? I'll say. I, I think my favorite would be one that I went crazy when it came out, and I literally ate like three three bags of them like in a week. It was crazy. It was the birthday one? That was crazy. I went. See, I've heard I really good nuts. things about those. I, I want a little nuts. They're Not solid. Lie, guys. It They're was solid. pretty. It's dangerous. I don't even go near them. Man, three done. packs in a week. I mean, <laughs> I know. I know. That's uh, kind of a lightweight there, bro. <laughs> well, no, it's 150 <laughs> calories for two cookies. So, oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Don't, so don't scare Eric. Leave him alone. Let him have his misery in peace. Don't don't. So you're probably talking like. Thirty-five hundred, four thousand calories in a pack. Years, three years to diabetes. <laughs> yeah. So you you probably have like twelve thousand calories just in those three packs in one week. Wow. So yeah. uh, it's okay. Eric, have you have you ever had cherry pie Oreos? <laughs> nah. No, I'm telling you though, man, you gotta have the berry, man. The berry cream Oreos. Those are really I gotta good. Try that. But uh, I gotta say, my favorite are the triple stuff. Just, I have never had that. Triple stuffed, man. It's just like, it's hey, like, hey, fat ass. You can, hey, you want you some can, stuffing? You got, enough paste ass, on that, you got enough paste on that fucking Oreo to brush your teeth and then eat it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> can you genuinely get triple stuffed Oreos? Definitely. It's American sized. You know what's a really good one, though? really excited. Come I was going to say, what's a really good one, though, if you can find it, you can still find them around, but they're about to go bad, is the uh, S'more Oreo. Yeah, it's a solid yeah. Oreo. It's a graham cracker cookie on the outside. It's really can delicious. we call this Oreo and cut from now on? <laughs> <laughs> really I feel good, like, is this like that movie Friday, where it's like the fat bitch knows when the new cupcake's coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Man, they got this new cupcake coming out next month. Going to be the bomb. <laughs> the feeling pops out in your mouth when you take a bite. It's just amazing. Right. I didn't get to try. I didn't get to try the key lime pie Oreo though. That one looked pretty interesting. But the yeah. key Last. lime pie Oreo. What the hell was you lying for there? The red, the red velvet. <laughs> you saw the red no velvet ones, right? Those are really good too, man. Hey, at least our flavors make sense. Go over to Japan. Like yeah, Colgate they're... toothpaste Oreo, they with would tea do that. They... and soy sauce. Did they actually do that? They, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I would be probably, shocked. Probably like salmon Oreos or something. See, they have um, Oreos. Oreos, they would. <laughs> yep. Enjoy the flavor. All right. Well, I think I've introduced everybody, <laughs> and we've talked about Oreos enough. So moving on. Huh? What? 
I was gonna ask, can we get an Oreo representative on the podcast next week? Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh my god! I just realised <laughs> uh, Dustin's obviously been paid for this, or Vern has. Vern has taken payment to <laughs> not even. You don't even need to give Vern money. That would work if I got lifetime supply of Oreos just to talk about Oreos on this as show it, all the time. I'd do that. Expensive. You're gonna happy Gilmore it. I'd totally do it. No, this is all you would have to do. Look, Vern, we want you to talk about Oreos the next two months. We're going to give you three flavors that haven't hit the market yet. We'll send you just a box of each. Whoa! And then fucking Vern would be like, you got me. I'm done. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> See, I get, dude, what, I look for flavored Oreos like at least every couple of weeks on Google. I'll just see, try to see if there's a new one coming out. You know, so I, I find about the, I find out about these things maybe you know, three four months in advance just from leaked photos, and I get really excited. So and this isn't just like a Vern being crazy thing. This is like an active event people do. Like Oreo loves it because people love Oreos. I think without a doubt, like there are better cookies out there, but I think the Oreo is like the most loved cookie. People just and love it's it. a knockoff. It is. It's a knockoff. But there, but man, it's not the, the original. All, all but their special flavors are so cool. Like they yeah. come up with really good ones. But wait, wait, Oreos is a knockoff. Yeah, yes. Oreos is not the like. It's a knockoff. Of the original movie. sounds like something you'd put in your laundry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but like oxytone or some shit like that. I don't remember. Before we move on, Steve, was it good? Oh, sorry, sorry. From Steve that was a fucking out. Oreo. Well, I was trying to get off of Oreos. Like we, we've been talking about this for like I don't know, like fifteen minutes. I, hey man, I was like, Twitch is going to be like, this is a video game show. I thought it was about oh, Oreos. Let, let the guy plug my website, please. I'm Come trying on. to plug SteveRules.com yeah. for people. You know, SteveRulesOreos.com, man. You could go he to SteveRules.com slash Oreos. You know, could... you should do Oreo Maybe. reviews. Steve, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe I, I think shut you need down to, game crap. I think you need to import <laughs> triple stuff Oreos and do a review. Those are boring, man. You can make your own triple stuff Oreos. No, you but just get they're the, so good. Well, I, I, I get the double stuff, stuff and then and I double them up. So I get quadruple stuff. stuff. So I'm gonna yeah. have the curve on that. Yeah, exactly. Also, what I should do is I should add a third one to that, and then I get like double triple stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. But one more thing, yeah. I know you said the the taste like the taste of the Oreo, you know, it's not all that amazing compared to other cookies or something like that, but I mean, I think they're amazing, but No, but like if I mean, you're talking not... about the best cook, like if we were going to go top grade, top shelf cookie, Oreo's not on my list. Like No, but you got to remember the smell but, too. That's a big love part cookies. of it. It's a big part of it. I just opening I just up the bag and cake. smelling it. I got a question though, Steve. I might just be being ignorant here, but in Britain, is Oreo a biscuit? What? All right, never a, mind. As opposed to a cookie. <laughs> yes, he was just curious. Yeah, they're all, they're all biscuits. Yes. All right. Okay. I was just wondering. So if I had biscuits, if I asked for biscuits and gravies, would they would they give me Oreos <laughs> and gravy? <laughs> You'll probably get like tea biscuits or some crap like that. Do you know what biscuits and gravy are? They're delicious. It's delicious. I'm just gonna. We're it's gonna not have... a game. <laughs> biscuits and gravy you know is I'd a southern style 
breakfast and it's fucking delicious. I take that back. So the last releases we had, I wouldn't be down if biscuits and gravy is actually an indie game coming out this week. Am I wrong? <laughs> it very well could be. You are wrong. Oh god damn. Until it. we produce it. Biscuits and gravy. It's gonna be about making Oreos and uh turning putting gravy on. It'd be called Biscuits and Gravy, an Xbox Uncut Experience. <laughs> Reviewed by Steve <laughs> Rules from SteveRules.com. <laughs> Well, Steve, have you written any articles lately that you'd like to talk about? Uh, no? Maybe? Yeah. Actually, I did. I I wrote about how Games with Gold had been improved recently. <laughs> and then, and then as luck would have it, they then announced a new lot today. And just completely bugged me off. So, yeah. Well, you can read that article stuff. on SteveRules.com. We're not going to go through the whole thing. That way you can visit his website and give Steve clicks. Like Steve yep. doesn't have more clicks than we do already. Damn you, Steve. Damn you. Don't forget to click an ad as well. Click an ad. Yeah, that's that's the new slogan to our site. Kick, click an ad. There are no ads, but click an ad. Yeah. You need Oreo ads. People will click those. Yeah. That's true. If you had Oreo reviews with Oreo ads, oh my god. All right, going right into yeah. the news, because we're going to do it my way this week. My oh. way. We're going straight into oh. the news. Wow. Because I want to talk about Halo. I want to talk about... There's a lot of stuff to talk about, but we're going to go back to the original style of the podcast. I saw Vern waving at somebody. The console install base is as big as it's ever going to get, according to Michael Patcher. How do y'all feel? Think he's wrong? He's a dumbass. Right? He said uh, Xbox One would sell around 100 million. <laughs> PS4 would be at like 130, I think was his guess. And didn't he give Wii U some stupid number too? 15 I think to 20. That, yeah, 20 I think, million. I think these numbers are what he thinks the possible highest like crazy outcome would be. I don't necessarily think he really believes that's definitely what they're going to sell, but who knows. These consoles aren't going to last long enough to sell that much even the ps4 the ps4 will break 100 million i think Mm, i don't think think it will i don't think it'll well it will but the ps5 depends on how fast they replace the ps5 but the the question is oh man is the console market share as big as it's ever ever going to get in the existence of reality I think so. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I obviously, this gen, generation. this gen won't be bigger than last, and then the next. I don't know, man. Less. With countries like India, where they're just starting to get the populations, and countries like China, and the populations are just starting to get into this. You give it ten to twenty years, and more and more uh, percentage of China can start buying consoles. You're talking a billion market right there. You're assuming that they'll buy them. China does not want consoles. Well, sir, but even if they don't buy them, that's still market share. That's still people playing consoles. I mean, we're not really talking. It's still opening up. I I agree with Jason. I think it's going to get larger. (laughs) Is the generation? Yes, people do get older, but all you're doing is you're you're expanding the amount of people that play video games. More women play video games nowadays than ever before. Like, and I'm talking about console games, not just. I think the definition of a console will change. But I think consoles in general, I think the market will get bigger. Yeah. 
Wicked Soul says that one percent. No, the thing the thing about China is not the one percent bullshit joke. It's the fact that they just started allowing consoles to be sold in all of China and not just that one province. So maybe China will take off. I don't think China is going to be like a game changer or anything, but you know, China, it's a market. It's another market for them to advertise in. Uh, So's India. It's it's going to be it's. Those are markets where it's going to take a while, but they will get there over time. Yeah. All right, moving on. EA survey hints at Netflix-style subscription service for games. Well, we're already there, EA. We have it on Xbox. Uh, But it's coming to PC. And I think we're all pretty much PC gamers also. Uh, Wait, EA Access is coming to PC? Well, a survey hints at it. Like, it's not confirmed. Oh, okay. I didn't even know about this. I, I don't like to be referred to as a PC gamer, despite the fact that I probably do play PC games more than console games. But all you're playing so. is that stupid football simulator game, right? How dare you besmirch <laughs> the good name of Football Manager? It's called Game of the Year Manager already, Vern. It's, 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 no, it's, it's Game of the Forever. Game of the Forever. <laughs> PC Master Race Simulator? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would be down for it. I'd like EA Access. I mean, I don't think there's any issue with a subscription-based service for games. Like, it works. And EA's done a good job through Xbox. I, I haven't... We're getting fucking... Bat- or what is it? Uh, Hardline, Hardline next month. I mean, I'm... Didn't have to buy that. I'm good to go. Like, and if I really like Hardline when I play it, I'll buy the stupid premium. What is it? Sixty dollar premium pack or whatever for it. You know, play like the shit out much. of it. No, I don't. I probably won't. But EA Access gets me in the door. Well, EA Access is great because. When a game gets announced, you can say, well, do I want to get that at launch or do I want to wait for EA Access? And if you say, I want to wait for EA Access, well, you're right. You can still wait for EA Access. It's not a guessing game like um, like Xbox Live, Xbox Games with Gold or PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not hoping that it'll come later. It will come later, at, at least from what we've seen. So Yeah. If you're skeptical about Battlefront or just kind of sitting back like, uh, I'm not 100% sure... I'm going to wait for reviews. The reviews come in, and let's say it's a 3 out of 5, 4 out of 5 game. You can be like, you know what, fuck it, I'll wait for EA Access. Well, you get the 10-hour trial for that one, so that's good. Yeah, like, we'll know. And that's another great thing about EA Access is we know when games are broken, because guess what? We get to play them before release. Like, And that shows a nice amount of confidence to give you 10 hours to play that game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... We get 10 hours of that from. Yep. Makes sense. I mean, Over five you get days, people yeah. to play 10 hours, shit, they're going to be uh, like, I want to continue playing this. I'll give it a half hour, maybe 45 minutes. No, but if you get hooked in that half hour, that's... that's he he won't money. get hooked. He'll die like five times and quit. Yeah. Hey, hey, Vern. <laughs> yeah, funny, mate. But you know what? They still got the $30 for him from a year subscription. That's That's what they're counting on. Like, it's better to give him give Steve a shot at getting shot in the head five times and quitting than it is for him just to go, I don't like those games, fuck this, I'm done. I'm not buying right. it. Yeah, I mean, it, it works out for him. And like I said, EA has done it right. I'm totally for a Netflix style. Like, it, I don't know why they're calling it a Netflix style. It's an EA Access on PC. I'm down. I, I'd do it. 
do we think the subscription will carry over multiple devices? So let's say we we already bought EA Access for Xbox One. Do you think we'll be able to use that account on PC, possibly? Uh, no, no, because Microsoft will not get a part of that. Ah, that's right. Separate. Because it's so, it's so tied to Microsoft, right? Microsoft won't want a scenario where you subscribe through Origin on PC, they don't get their cut, and then you go and take it to Xbox. Yeah. So they just won't call it EA Access, they'll call it something else. Yeah. yeah. EA f- Games Flicks. EA oh, Vault. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, they say something okay. well beyond EA Access, Xbox Live Gold, but I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, EA Access is exactly well, what Netflix-style subscription is. What I'm assuming why they say beyond is that there's such a large library already on PC, so that library will be large, larger on this service than, yeah. say, like EA Access they, is They could now. include, like, SimCity and stuff that you can't include on the console. Well, you'd make it more expensive. Make it a monthly payment like Netflix and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Fable 4, not in development. Lionhead's focus to remain on Fable Legends for the foreseeable future. Steve's so happy. Steve. It's a shame. It's a shame I'm not on the webcam right now because I could show the fact that I've got a gun in my mouth and. (sighs) Oh, you mean, Dusty, you mean to tell me. That a developer developing a game right now isn't focusing on a different game right now? Well, let's be fair. They did turn around and say in June last year that they were developing a new new IP and that we would have seen it by now. Yes. Or they were hoping to have shown it to us by now. And guess what? At, at the end of that one-year period, the creative director left, and so did someone else in the incubation team. So of an eight-man team, two of them have left in the past year, as in the past three months. That bodes well, well doesn't it? Well, and Phil Spencer probably saw it, and he was like, wow, this game is incredible. We're going to give you double the budget, and we want you to make Fable Legends the best game that it's ever made. Yeah. He, yeah. he probably looked at this new IP and said, it's not free to play garbage enough, so... Oh, sorry, did I say that? Not to admit, Well, straight, it doesn't so confidence to go, I know we're in the middle of developing this other game right now, but here's another game we're developing. Well, if you Let's, looking at all, I'm saying is let them get the game out of the door before you start talking about what they're going to be working on in the future. Expansion because they're not going to for Fable talk, Legends. They're it's not going to talk about it. It's a ten year game, man. They, this is this is Fable for the next ten years. I tell you what, if it lasts Stop. two, then I'll actually download it. <laughs> hey, man, um, Fable Theory sucked. So I'm the sick Tim Cat on yeah, but it, it, but it. But it also sold five million units. So. Would it Fable well, 3, if people knew what it was, sell 5 million units? Fable Legends will get 5 million downloads. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fable 4, I <laughs> hope. Will, but, you have to, but you have to get... A tr- <laughs> Sorry. Fable Legends looks good, but it's not uh, It's not going to replace Fable. They need to be making Fable. It's not Fable. supposed to. I mean... This is such a tired an argument. Uh, it's We want them to do something different. Stop just making Fable every year. Do something different. Don't do that. We don't want something different. We want Fable. I mean, no, no. You what gotta... people don't want, what people don't want, is a Connect Fable game that then nobody bought. And then what they don't want for them to then make a four v one Fable game that nobody wants. It's true. People wanted well, another Fable. Steve doesn't want another Fable, an open world Fable like Witcher. Forget about it. It would be freaking amazing. Like, it would be. Kidding? 
It would be, re- and then look, imagine if they use this engine they got with DirectX 12. Get out, forget about it. It'll be ridiculous. I mean, all right. Well, I guess we've we've heard everybody's opinion. Moving on, Hitman delayed to March 2016. Yeah, no I was disappointed. I was really high. But it's still episodic, right? Well, yeah, yeah more content. No, they don't call it episodic or early access. So but they're still just releasing a portion, and then you play another portion later, right? Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a bigger portion. So, so it's episodic, but they're not calling it episodic. That's but it correct. is. Well, it would no. To be honest, that's not even true. As far as I'm concerned, it's 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 not as as far ahead as episodic. It's early access, but it's full price. But they're calling it early access. No, they don't, they don't like to use those words because they've got negative connotations. <laughs> so they, so they, just, they just won't describe what it is then. <laughs> it's kind of uh, like uh, Destiny where they wanted to avoid the term well, like MMO and it's, called it a shared world game. It's it's Well, it's not an MMO. It's, they couldn't use that term. It would be lying. Yeah, but there's plenty of games that are instance like that and only allow live calls players and they still call them MMOs. I mean, they, look they at them. Um, they're not. I know, MMOs. but they do. They do. But at least they're being honest. They're not trying to trick people into think it's an MMO because it's not. Yeah. But it's I, I, of, I don't think it's the same thing. But the, okay, well, this is worse then because no, no, is, it is. No, I agree. Is, I just think I, I'm going to give Bungie credit. I, I think they're uh, being more honest. <laughs> but yeah, this is worse. This is them. Um, it's not uh, episodic, but uh, it'll come out in uh, in portions. Uh, it's like a five part like meal, I guess. I don't know. You just can't eat it all at once. So they're going to like call this... taking the idea behind season passes and making it worse. They're going to call it the five course game. Yes, the five episodic. course game. <laughs> but it's not episodic. It's not episodic. It's one meal, Vern. It's one meal. Right, right. because they don't stand on their own. Each That's episode right. doesn't stand on its own. It's a full game. That's right. It's like having five different boxes of Oreos. Okay? You got five boxes. Yeah, different flavors. But it's a five-course meal of Oreos. But they don't stand on their own because there's like a story told from Oreo flavors. Wait, do we know how long the main game is going to be before? No, I haven't said. Well, then why don't we wait to find out how big the actual... Like, have they come out and already said that it's gimped? Like, do we have any evidence that it's gimped because of this? Yeah, you're not getting it to play at all. You're not getting it to play we it all. Don't, at once. We, don't, we don't have. Yeah, any but that's the thing. I'm, I'm wondering if it, the part you can play is it the size of other Hitman's or is it the levels are much larger? But that's the thing. I'm wondering what you get here on day one because could it just be that you're getting on day one and they're basically throwing in the season pass and you're getting whatever else they're working on later. I mean, if it's as big as a normal Hitman game on launch, then... I'm just playing the devil's advocate here, that's all. Well, no, but, but, but the point is that the game isn't going to be finished. They they want our help to finish it. It's, like, as far as I'm concerned, right, I'm not against new delivery methods. I'm against the fucking shit way that they want to describe it. It's ridiculous. It's a terrible idea. And they need to delay it to June or September next year or something and just release it as a proper game. It's going to bomb. It's going to bomb releasing like this. It's a stupid idea. It's the future of gaming, okay? It's the future of gaming. They're not the ones that are going to pioneer it. 
Yeah, that's dumb. All right, well, moving on. Xbox One Elite Controller release date revealed by retailers. October 27th, people. It's confirmed. It's, mine. it's confirmed. Halo. Me and Dusty already decided we're going 11.55 to GameStop. This is really uncool, because now I have to wait for you guys to even be able to play Halo 5. Yep. And you no, guys but, wouldn't... But see, I, I should go and wait at midnight and make you guys wait, wait till, another hour. You're going to have to wait until 12.05. No, wait, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> I will totally do that, Vern. I will wait for you. <laughs> I will wait for you, Vern. I will sit there with an Elite controller in my hands with Halo installed like ready to in go. The morning for you. And I will be like, for Vern. For Vern. I, will totally I got a better wait. idea. I got a better idea. I think we should just play it that night and then wake up early and go get our controllers and then continue playing the next but day. then I wouldn't be able to get my controllers until 10 o'clock when GameStop opens. So yeah, but you'd be able to play Halo sooner. All of, see, we're going to go there at like 11.55 and be out of there at 12.05. I got so a question. So it's not going to be... What if me and you play just figuratively, you know, a round of Halo, play some multiplayer, go right off the bat, just jump right into it, and then we move on, and I send Jason out to get my controllers... <laughs> well, we play. Yeah. <laughs> and when he comes back, I have an elite controller. I'm just gonna pick up mine and leave yours there. So. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be such a dick move. Get yours as well. You I'm know, gonna... it's also a dick move sending me to the store <laughs> while you play the game. Yeah. So. I pay, I spent three hundred dollars on controllers. Damn it! All right. I see how it is. See how it we is. Need to, we need to figure this out. But I will. I will tell you. Um, Maria got the lunar white controller. Yes. Which is the newer controller? It's got the improved bumpers. It's got the three point five jack. That controller is nice, man. the The diamond grip on the back is super comfortable. Uh, if if you're a person who gets sweaty hands, it's pretty nice too when you play. Um, and then what's cool about the three point five jack? It works way better than the headset adapter. It's quite a bit louder, um, and you can set the side tone to a, a decent level which is pretty cool so I definitely recommend getting the new controllers and currently there's a deal at Game, GameStop going on where if you trade in your controller you get $35 toward one of the newer controllers and that includes the Lunar White and the Halo Special Edition controllers but not the Elite maybe they'll and do not the Forza and not the Forza yeah. well the Forza is only available at the Microsoft store right now right Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think so. But it's yeah. funny that you can trade DualShock 4 and the Xbox One yes, controller towards it. So if you got an extra PS4 controller you don't want, which... You found out that there's no games anyway, especially split-screen co-op games. You could just take it in. You could. I think that's meant as a ruse for people that use them for PC. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Get the Elite controller. It's amazing. But, uh... Yeah, the new controllers are nice, really, really. And now, to be fair, those controllers are not normal price. From what I saw, the Halo ones are seventy dollars. Yeah, so it's not. Um, White's sixty four ninety nine. Okay, but the so even yeah, that's the not regular, bad then. When the regular black controllers come out that have the improved bumpers and the three point five jack, I think those are going to be fifty nine ninety nine still. Yeah, I've I've actually ordered one of those. Are the, do the newer controllers have the diamond grip on the back, or is that just for the special edition controllers in general? I don't know. Maybe it's a way to compensate people for the awful gold on them. 
The only thing that I'm disappointed about with the new controllers is that they lack any of the IR stuff, so I can't wirelessly sync them. That kind of makes me sad, but... Is that true? You can't just press the button and show you... Nope, it has no IR. Oh, okay, but you can do the wireless uh, firmware updates, which is cool. Yes. So. All right, well, at least you only have to sync to it once, you know? But Unless you use the same controller on PC, too. Well, then get over uh, it. You can just plug it in the USB port, and that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's Unless you want to use it wirelessly. I mean, I... Look, that's... <laughs> well, they don't have the wireless adapter out yet anyway, so... Soon. It's coming soon, thankfully. And then Major Nelson, um, while we're on the subject of controller and accessories... He uh, teased the chat pad, and that thing looks fucking awesome. I can't wait for that. It, it is really nice. he on the Elite controller. Well, what's nice yeah. about it, it it has the volume controls on the chat pad. So yep. if you hook up a regular 3.5 headset to it, you can just do that right on the fly. It's also got two customizable buttons, which can be used for screenshots and video. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I might pick up two of those come November. I've got I've got one of those orders. I'm not getting the elite though. You're not elite enough, bro. Not man. You you plug that thing into the elite. Yep. Thankfully, that was answered too, because I was kind of wondering if it would work with the elite. Thankfully, it does. All right. Well, moving on. The Xbox interview with Phil Spencer on Halo: The Future of VR and Being Nice. So, Phil Spencer subscribes to the belief of don't be a dick. It's cool to have a rivalry, but don't be a dick. Curse Tim Dog when you need him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like go through this whole, whole article. But, it was uh, a good article. It was a good article. Check but out they're... GameSpot and uh, read about you know, this, this great Well, article. people have been pulling all sorts of news stories from just this one article. It's been like a steady drip. As, as it usually is when a big interview like this happens. And, but. of course, the response to him saying, um, I guess this kind of goes into the him saying he finds um, the console wearing deta- distasteful and all that. And um, I there, there's either been an off, a great response to it, and a lot of people going, that's awesome, and that should be, you know, that should be the way these guys feel about it and talk about it. Or it's an awful as hell response, and people are just complete assholes about what he said, and just proving him right. Yeah. Oh no! The, my yeah. favorite comments so far are he wouldn't say this if he was winning. Yeah, that one. But what people don't seem to be able to do is to actually. Well, there's several things that they can't really do. One, they don't seem to understand the concept of an interview, and this is something that I've seen. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He doesn't proclaim things. He never proclaims things. He's always replying either in interviews, which is where you ask a bloody question, or on Twitter, where someone asks him a question, he replies to the question. But they also then don't actually read what he said in the context we sit in. He didn't turn around and say specifically that you know that that console war. Like you can have debates like. He did wasn't against that. He was specifically against the divisiveness and vitriol, yes, of of certain places, and and that's that's all over the place. There's not one one place where that's specific. He doesn't like vitriol, and nobody likes vitriol. Sony don't like it. Nintendo don't like it. Valve don't like. I mean, I'm not going to list everyone. Well, because nobody they've all it. been on the end of it, you know. Exactly. End, so like, and 
you know, them losing the console war, I think he'd have probably thought this like 15, what year in 2000, like 17 years ago when he was part of the Microsoft Money team or some crap. You know, you know, paying attention to what he actually said has nothing to do with when you're losing. And also, console wars also is very different to business. Like console war, you know, he doesn't like get Tomb Raider exclusively for however many months and think, oh yeah, I just won the console wars. That's business. Yeah. You know, that's it's also completely not the same. But people don't seem to be able to comprehend that, or if they do, they just choose to ignore it. No, but even the jabs that Sony made at Microsoft weren't like yes, there, there's a rivalry and they're they're competitors. Like the whole they were good we can jabs. trade we can trade games by just showing a picture of us handing a game to one another. Great jab. Do a jab. Funny. It. That's fine. It's clever. Yeah. But it like literally being a console warrior on a forum, none of them are into that. Like that's not their thing. Like fuck you and your games and ours are better. Da 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 da. Like they're bad jabs. They're not like they they're not there for that. And all, all honesty, all it does is stroke the ego of a very small community, which is us. Like it's not it doesn't reach mass market. Like, yes, if you do a funny photo, that'll reach mass market because you're going to get people talking about, like, trading games and stuff like that. But some bullshit, like, remark about one another, it's it's not going to help them in the long run. Well, was stupid, too. People were saying about the this future of VR stuff. Um, he pretty much said that he, he wouldn't like a future where VR was the main... It, way it was of the only thing. Only yeah. form of gaming, yeah. And I mean, no one wants that, honestly. And But the thing was, he wasn't even talking about VR. He was talking about VR and AR. AR, yeah. Yeah, he was talking about his own tech that he is going to be pushing pretty soon with uh, HoloLens. And he was saying that about it. Yet people were coming out and saying it, it's because Sony has Morpheus coming out. So, it, it, yeah, like Steve said, read read the damn interview. Just read the damn interview. Yeah. And the sort of something else that I thought was funny was that people then started popping up with like quotes that Microsoft have made over the years. You know, like uh, Yusuf Mehdi pointed out when when they announced the Titanfall full exclusivity, he said, you know, sorry, PlayStation Four. I mean, look, it was a bit classless. It was, you know, and you know, there's been plenty of things over the years, but they seem to think that retroactively, before he was head of Xbox, yeah, he is somehow to blame for these decisions that other people made. And yet somehow that means that actually they will love console wars. And the thing is, you know, Yusuf Mehdi, it, it was a little bit classless, what he no, said. No, but that's, it's the but same he, kind of, no, I would argue that's the same kind of jab. It's a kiddie joke. It's a, it's yeah. a jab. It's, yeah. Jabs it are is. fine. Like, it's, it, it's it was a kiddie joke. It's the same kind of jab as, look, I can trade games by handing it to my friend. You could say but, that was classless because there was a trade-in system. It was classless developed. because, like, yeah, it no, was wrong. No, but it's... It, it's it's it doesn't matter like it it was a jab and it was a good jab but on yeah. both sides like it doesn't matter like the fanboyism on gaff and on reddit and twitter and all this you know they're, they're there's a certain level of hey dustin made a funny picture on his twitter that's awesome that's that's cool i like that it gets like the hype train it gets things going like they love that that's cool but if i made if I honestly made just, like, photos of me bashing Sony executives or shit like that, Aaron wouldn't retweet that. 
He wouldn't. He like it would just be like, wow, that's that's very. He want to retweet it. Well, he and favorite. <laughs> and and to get people like to to get back to people like uh, Aaron Greenberg and Larry Herb and um, whoever else is tweeting. If you notice, they haven't been very aggressive with that kind of stuff since Phil Spencer took over. Actually, yeah. more more since the Xbox One didn't uh, launch very successfully compared to what they hoped it would be. So, I mean, Yusuf Mehdi's not even been seen in public in two years. Yeah, they they, they just keep him all Actually, he just has. away. He's just not in the he was in the window watch. stuff. The yeah. It happened, twi- I think, like twice, yeah. Actually, Actually I was talk talking about um, anything about Xbox on the subject of Yusuf Mehdi. I was talking to Southbound, and he met him personally. Like, as far as his conversation, apparently Yusuf Mehdi is a pretty down to earth, cool guy. It's yeah, just sure he got he stuck in a bad position, and he even straight up said to Southbound that all the shit happened, like with Match Don Matrick and shit. You know, none of them really like they weren't they weren't sitting there like. It's not like he went over that submarine one. Yeah, I came up with that. That was my. <laughs> they didn't like that guy as much as anyone because even Southbound was saying walking up to Don Don Matrick at like E3 or stuff, he was just an asshole. Like the well, guy was just a douchebag. I can't back. verify that with Southbound. No, I. That's, uh, truth at all. Southbound, right? believe me, if if anyone knows, it's going to be Southbound Tim I've and the guys that are actually there at those parties with Aaron and with um, Don Matrick actually. None, you know, he never really even during the whole thing he didn't say anything, you know. Even Phil Spencer, remember, he didn't even have any. You've problem. met, you've met them at parties. I haven't met them at parties. In public, but saying, saying no, but Jason, there's a thought out there, Jason. You're talking, it's 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 hearsay. Yeah, what it's you're like, talking about well, is pure hearsay. Yeah, of course. And we're not going to so talk me about saying hearsay. nice things. But <laughs> no, but well, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to comment on hearsay. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, some other guy said he's a dick. Like that's not. We're not here to do that. It's hearsay. We've already talked about our feelings on Don Matrick on the show. Tim went off about how he didn't like him on the show once. <laughs> and I'm going to be clear. I have no problems with any of them. Like, yeah, I don't They either. were bad marketing decisions? Yes. The year when the Xbox originally came out. Was Don Matrick in charge? Yes. It's He is to blame, if anybody. But... I'm not going to sit there and ridicule the man. Like, it's just, it's dumb. Yeah, we don't know how he, we don't really know what type of person he is. We should look at what he did as a gift, because I think Xbox One is getting more games and better games than we'd probably get otherwise, because they need it. Yeah. We should be, we should be thanking him. Okay, we probably got that far, but, you know. But do you, do we really know if, even if he did... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, even if he did, Look, we wouldn't get more games. Eric, this is what we know for sure. The first year and some change, it was all Don Matrick when it came to games. He's the one that set him up. He had the was in charge of getting those things in development. What's it? Wasn't he, was, he got Quantum Break in development, right? That game. Well, too, no, I mean, Phil Spencer was doing the Microsoft Studios stuff still. No, well, but he was oh, still in charge oh, of Phil Spencer. If he didn't did want did those games not... in development, they wouldn't have been in development. Yeah, that's true. Like, you, you can't just say, well, Phil's great at his role, but now yeah. th- that's like me saying, well, let's not thank Phil now because he's in charge. Who's in charge of Microsoft Studios right now? 
Like who's who's in start of, who who's in Phil's position? That's who we need to thank. No, like uh, he's the head. He gets if Don Matchick's going to get the shit for like all the bad things, you got to give him the positives for the positive yeah. things. Yeah, like, he only- he had good games for the first year. It wasn't all connect bullshit. It was literally good games the whole time. And uh, also, did you think I meant to ask you, Dustin, because you brought something up very smart. Smart. Remember when he was on stage? I think he made a comment, or was he on stage when he said they invested a billion dollars in games? Right now, yeah. now we ha- now. So if he invested a billion dollars in games, and he was bragging about that was more than the competition, I would think that he would continue. It wouldn't be like, oh, we invested a billion, we're just going to fall back now. But if it know? was a billion in Connect games, we would have sold those Connect games. And yeah, we never exactly. did. We didn't we get Connect sports games. rivals for a while. So they never really had yeah. any. It was all tied to like probably big exclusives, you know, like big AAA titles. I'm sure Forza took up quite a bit of that billion. Probably. No, I, bet, I bet Titanfall was probably more than any internal game. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I agree with yeah. that, Steve. Forza Dead Rising probably took quite a bit. <laughs> Halo, <laughs> five, Halo 5. Halo yeah, 5. Yeah, after seeing how that's turned out, yeah. It's probably has. And when they say investing in the games, I'm sure that also means um, marketing. So, so we got to we gotta give props to Don Madrid. We got to give like him a I, high five, you know. Like, no, I like, wouldn't give him a high five. <laughs> like, there are decisions that he made that were awful. Like, there's, there's no question about it. He, like, there's things he did that were just... I hate to say unforgivable. <laughs> like, unforgivable, it's, it's the word I'm going to use. Like, it's just, you, no, I'm not going to high-five him. Like, he, he almost ruined the Xbox completely. He, so, he, like, he refused. He, he wasn't a visionary. He had no concept of what was next. Because, you know, he turned up in 2007 when Xbox 360 was already out. Yes, he took it to the next level, but they already had Kinect there. He just got them to actually release it. and that And that was great, and they made a absolute fortune with that but he was completely unable to take the product to the next level and to be fair you know if he had if he had stuck around wait but can i ask you a question steve when you mean the next level what do you mean by that like the next level we got to understand like the way he he um look at the xbox one how it is now the hardware it's not like phil spencer was on the you know he he was in the games part right he wasn't at the top you know all these decisions about making the operating system how it is having the certain games there having halo 5 you know coming out much later but at least you know we got a reveal for it I think that that was all on his side, so we got to think about that for a minute. Okay, we got to think. He was the one in charge when they wanted. So to maybe do, he yeah, had yeah. a forward vision, but the, sadly, his mixed messaging he betrayed well, him. He he didn't. He just seemed to think that Connect sold tons on Xbox 360, so therefore it was going to do the same thing on Xbox One. And it actually well, would have if Sony not was just around. that. Like if you <laughs> look at have... stats for the 360. And I don't agree with the premise, but people watched more TV through the 360 than they did play games. Like, they thought TV and Connect was going to be a giant hit. They were like, look, this is the future. You're going to be able to talk to it. You have the HDMI pass-through. You know, Google TV kind of took off. We can take this to the next level. You know what? I think, And I think they were right, but I think the issue was that that doesn't sell to a hardcore fan base who's going to spend four to $500 on a console no, at launch. Yeah, that's something that happens later in the generation, which is what no, happens. That's yeah. the, big the, skew, yeah. the connectless skew should have been there at launch straight up. I mean, that's just... Well, the thing is, is that also all this multitasking stuff that they wanted to do, 
they ended up getting beat of their own game because Sony managed to get the same amount of RAM, but without the SRAM, which was costly, which then inhabited the rest of it. And ultimately, yep. the entire plan for Connect for TV and stuff actually ended up costing them everything. This is the reason why they're, they're doing terribly now. The entire plan was flawed. No, no, nobody's saying it didn't blow it out, blow up in their face. It definitely blew up in their face. But to say that Don Matrick didn't have game, like actual games planned, is crazy. Like he, games were in development. They were they come out. He had he had hardcore games. He was ready for the hardcore gamer. You remember he, that? Game? It's just the messaging was awful. I think the structuring of the company was an issue too. Yeah. Like the the hardware and the software sides were so at odds with each other you know hardware were doing their own thing games were doing their own thing and there was no one to really bring the two together and what they ended up doing with phil spencer by having a head of xbox and getting rid of those separate heads of different parts everyone's communicating with each other and it's just all one gaming division essentially and i think i think that's improving things and they also didn't like, they had the, the DRM, which, you know, they talked about cloud stuff, but, okay, you know, they had the, the Titanfall stuff, and that was all right, and the driver tiles. But it's taken them two years to show a tech demo to show us exactly why we should care about the cloud. And it's the fact that they even put all these Connect stuff in motion, but Connect Sports Rivals didn't hit launch. Like, they couldn't even back up the things that they did back with yep. anything that was actually Because it wasn't meant to launch, then. Well, yeah, but... But that's what they still built themselves around. Whoa, whoa, whoa! For Connect Rivals, though, they, they, it was delayed. Yes, but, but that, but when it came, it's still. I, I don't even know how. Like, I still didn't get to get play it. I played the actual, you know, like demo. Thought it was cool, but I don't even know how it did so bad compared to the other one. That was crazy. Oh, it sold incredibly poorly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that was because that user base just didn't exist on the console. It didn't exist. Huh. But all right, well, let's. We're kind of going rehashing our. Oh really yes, we topic, we are we are talking is, too much about Don Maddie. Yeah, we got yeah. It. Like this, this is a rabbit hole. We shouldn't go down. We can <laughs> talk about it all night uh, about the screw up at the beginning. But we're in a good place now. Month. Yeah, we're in a good place. We're in a good place. Phil Spencer's a good leader, and the other guys like you know Aaron Greenberg and Larry Herb. They're on they're on the social media websites and they're chatting with fans and everyone's excited. So. They're doing a good job. I don't have major criticism, so. I bought Connect Sports Rivals 2, Wicked. I did too. It's not a bad game. It's a good game. It's a solid game. Unskippable cutscenes, but great game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the bowling's a lot of fun. That's all I know. Yes, it it's is. Still, it's still fun to this day. It's just Climbing's pretty fun, too. Yeah. All right, well, where are we moving on to? We're moving on... It's a whole new section of the show because we're uh, we're done with news. Unless anybody that was any it. News. That's it. That's it for the news. We're done. No more news. Games with gold. Games with no. That's that's well. I mean, you know, games with gold. How what about is... Halo Five? Halo Five isn't. That's it's not really news. We'll talk about it, but that's a different part. Hunt the truth. Hunt the truth. Yeah, let's talk about Hunt the Truth. I guess. That's what. Is it news? No. Yeah. That's the not... news is that Hunt the Truth Season 2 has started. Yeah, okay, it started. Now and we can do a separate section that we to... can talk. We're going to have a Halo section, which is all Hunt the Truth, the Halo 5 campaign gameplay. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But before we get there, I wanted to ask Steve. Steve? How are you doing, Steve? I'm feeling better than when I started. I feel like you know there were some things that were irritating me, like... 
like Hitman and some of this Full Spence stuff. And I, you know, I've got it off my chest. I'm wearing, yeah. my, I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing my Battle Toads t-shirt now, and the, the Toad feels good. Steve, now that you feel good, what's coming out? What are the feel-good games for next week? Okay, the, there doesn't appear to be much in the way of indie games. There's a twin-stick shooter called Femi's Path coming apparently this evening. I haven't seen it pop up yet. Me and Vern are going to be right on it. Um, on Sunday we have Lego Dimensions which is the obviously the Lego Toys to Life game did anybody see the Alice and Brie trailer I'm going to tell that as a no I need cricket Um, soundboard that's what I need I like Alice and Brie I would marry her she's she's on my list it was a good trailer as much as I don't care about Toys to Life She's a she's a Mrs. Steve Rules candidate. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. She she's made the list. Her and um, Camilla. Her and Camilla. Yep. Katy Perry. We, we digress. <laughs> um, on Tuesday is NBA Day, two K sixteen and NBA Live sixteen. Both launching and NBA Live is on EA Access today. I believe that's another yeah. piece of news. And also, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. I can think of something else to call the PSN, but I won't say on that. $59.99. I can't believe they're charging a full $60 for that game. Yeah. It's amazing. That's what it is. I'm trying to be polite, but... It doesn't look like a $60 game. It looks like a $20 game. It doesn't look like a $20 game. $15. $10. $10. $10. Um, and finally, on the 30th, we have the Escapist Walking Dead edition, which is obviously the Escapist, which is the sort of pixel art game where you escape from prisons mixed with Walking Dead. So that's, you know, as far as I can tell that, that's it for releases. It's a pretty light period. Um, We're all playing Destiny, the Taken King anyway. That's a very interesting definition of everyone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so as far as I can tell, I, as far as I can tell, that's that's what there is. So, not a very exciting week. I'll skip all that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for doing the legwork on that and figuring out what's coming out next week for me to buy. I appreciate it. Well, and, not to buy. I'm not buying any of that shit. Can we announce the games with gold? <laughs> games oh with God. gold. What's what's going oh. on with games with gold? <laughs> there was. Oh, I was going to say, are we going to talk about Minecraft and Oculus? Yeah, that too, man. Yeah. Minecraft, uh, Notch kept saying no, no, no. Notch is gone. But Notch can't say no. (laughs) Microsoft went, why the fuck not? (laughs) Well, he only said, well, they were in talks to do it, and then he cancelled it because they were bought by Facebook. And he was asked about it today, and he said, well, Facebook still creeps me out, but I'm really pleased it's happening because I like the tech. (laughs) So. But I think it, it was inevitab- an inevitable part of their deal with Oculus, and I bet it... They haven't said it's exclusive either, but it will only be sold through the Windows 10 store, as you'd expect. So I think that they'll probably have that for... Is it 5 or whatever the crap? No, everything... You, you won't be able to buy it in the Oculus store that's in the... Apparently the not. No, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a Windows-only game. Like, Windows Store-only game. Well, no, but Oculus has their own store for the device, from what we've seen, at least from the initial reveal. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if they're going to work it into that and have it run through 
you know, Windows 10 at the same time. Or I'm curious how they server. do it. Yeah. yeah. You probably have to be connected to their servers and everything because that's how that works, though. So. But maybe their store will act like Steam and just see that there's a game that supports Oculus. Yeah. Just grab it once you own it and it shows up in your game library. So technically you're still buying it through the Windows 10 store. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious how they go about this, but it's it's a it's a good fit. I mean, people who play Minecraft and are interested in VR, I mean, this, this is pretty exciting for them. Yeah. And it'll give people with low-end computers a game that they can actually play in VR. Yeah, it won't take it much won't to run. It won't take much resources, yeah. And it's the Pocket Edition, right, essentially? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Windows 10 one, which is based right. on Pocket, so yeah. So that means you'll still be able to play with other people who aren't even using VR headsets, probably. No, yeah, definitely. You'll and that's including people who are playing the mobile version, too, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Somebody could mm-hmm. be, you could have your kid on an iPad playing Minecraft Pocket Edition in your world on PC while you're wearing an Oculus Rift walking around with them. While someone else has a HoloLens headset on. and Yes, they're also playing at the same time. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But hopefully yeah, they get the with... Xbox One version into that same loop as well. And I don't think this is going to be an issue with the what is it, the HTC VR headset, seeing as Microsoft and them already announced a partnership for Windows mm-hmm. to fully support it. Like it's, they might be think the they... same one as well. Yeah. Do you think no. they can support PlayStation VR? I think that's up to Sony. I don't think Microsoft. No gonna... way. No, but if Sony Sony has to be the ones that develop drivers for Windows, and Microsoft will put them on the Windows Store just to have default drivers, and if it, it it'll work that way, I don't well, think no, you're ever going to get PlayStation support. Do you, do you think the PlayStation Four version of Minecraft is going to get PlayStation VR support? No, I don't. I really okay. don't. I think the PlayStation Four is going to get. Like, I think game Microsoft patches is... and skins, and that's it. I, don't I think, think Microsoft is. Um, I think they're working towards having the Windows 10 edition Minecraft take over all versions of Minecraft. It's just going to take a while to catch it up to everything. The reason I don't think it's coming to like VR coming to PlayStation Minecraft is because it wouldn't work on the Xbox version of Minecraft, and it would literally be something that Sony could say, "Hey, our version of Minecraft has features that the Xbox version doesn't." Like I think they'll keep that apart like they won't support it well yeah well or like what jason was just saying though they're all going to move to this event this windows 10 version of of minecraft eventually eventually. and guess what console doesn't have windows 10 on it ps4 so it won't get it yeah it'll get they'll support they'll support the ps4 version with i guess yeah like you said maybe skins and uh those uh what do you call them adventure packs and And the, I mean, they'll get the features and things like that, but it won't get that. It won't get that extra stuff, obviously. Yeah. Let's not even start on the PlayStation thing because I don't want to even start on the price of that thing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's we a can whole talk about that. That's news. I mean, it's a we new could. Console. Yeah, it's the price yeah. of a new console. I just not on I, Microsoft. Four hundred dollars plus. We don't know what's four hundred. We don't know what's four hundred. He said price of a new console. He didn't say no, price wait. of a new console. He's, well, he said price, price of, a, of a new platform. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's look at their new platforms. Let's roll back time. PS3, $600. PS4, $400. $400. So yeah. if we go off of a new platform price... Vita. It's going to be $300 to $400. PS3, PS3 was 250 yeah. Right. PS, PS4 might be 350 So maybe, uh, we're looking know. at 3 to $400 price range. Yeah. Yeah, it'll get delayed. $300 to $400 price range. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it. Yeah, it's dead in the it's, water if it comes out at that price. Oh no, no, I don't think that price is insane though. I think you can expect that for Oculus and every other VR headset. It's you're not. Look at. It's not an insane price, but as far as like mass adoption. Oh it's no, it's happen. it's never going to be mass adoption. It'll it'll just be an enthusiast product, and yeah. it won't make money, and Sony will give up on it just like they did with the Vita. So I completely agree. But I don't think it's an outrageous price for anybody that says it's, it's not no. outrageous. Like that's guess what? That's what VR is going to cost you. And if you were going to do it on PC, get ready to pay four hundred dollars for your Oculus Rift to actually have a two thousand dollar PC to sit there and pump the latest game, latest and greatest games through it. Well, those displays are expensive on those headsets. No, they yeah. are. And it's not like they're not going to try to make a profit off of it. It's not like they're going to sit there. Let's make a loss on every PlayStation VR headset. Like no, it's dumb. Like. They're going to make a profit on it, and well, they have to because they're not going to make much they're, money. They're a the public sport. company; they can't just give shit away. Like, well, and they're not selling it to so many people that they can make money off of all the games coming out. You but know? I do see it's like they said; it's a new platform, so expect this PlayStation VR to hook up to the PS5. Like it's it's going to be that a makes headset sense. That moves on. Yeah, the like only problem moves. is. The only the only problem with this thing is no matter the price, like where it's going to have to compete with others is you're going to need if you want the full effect you want everything to work with it you're going to need the camera and you're going to need the move controllers. Yeah, and it bumps up the price. It bumps up at least a hundred and thirty dollars. So it, it just Excalibur it starts says, but if it's cheaper than Oculus, given that they have a big install base, people might just give it a better alternative. I don't think so. Like Jason just said, you have to buy the camera, you have to buy the move controllers, you have to buy the uh, the, the headset, and then the not PS4. to mention Oculus will have higher. It'll be a higher spec and, standard. And the person that's willing to spend that much money on our, this guy, that's uh, I mean. The, the, those people, though, are more likely PC gamers than they are yeah. PlayStation Four gamers. Yeah, that's why that's why Valve and they, that's why Valve and Oculus's uh, VR will be successful because they're on a platform. Well, people, we're let's just put it this way: some of this room owns a GTX 980. I, I also think <laughs> I, I, also, I also think yeah. Oculus and 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 Valve. Have a more real, more realistic idea probably of what they're, how many units they're going to move, and what kind of growth they expect with this platform. Uh, I think they're thinking small and then growing. You know, they're not thinking come out the gates. Now, here's a question: Do you think they shot themselves in the foot by calling it PlayStation VR? No. As far as no, well, uh, what I mean is, as far as selling it to PC gamers. Because they could be drop, they could be ending up in the same problem Microsoft ended up with, like when they called their TV and music service Xbox Music. Oh, People are gonna, the mass that. market's gonna think, so I need a PlayStation for this. Yeah, no, no, but you, you know, know if, what if no, this is a PlayStation only device, so I'm gonna buy the Oculus. You will need a PlayStation though. 
Like they, as of right now, as of right now, they have never announced PC support. PC support. Well, that just kills it right there. <laughs> well, that, well, no, that, but that was always their point. It's only on a PlayStation. It's only on a PC company. No. It, no, it but like it would be. Foreignly. It would be good if they actually gave drivers. I, it's not going to be good. It's going to be their only option. They're going to have to support PC at some point. Because that's where the market is that will buy these devices. And that's where the majority no, of the games... No, they they, they'll, they'll just stop support and not make it anymore rather than but, move to PC. Well, yeah, I'm saying... You're I, saying I, the realistic thing. I'm but saying I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think... Yeah. I think... I think with... Was, was They're it just going to beat it? This, no, I, they very well could just extend it to PlayStation 5. No, it'll just be... It, like they said, it's a new platform. And I completely believe that. It is a platform but by then, onto itself. But they could it, beat I, it. Yeah, maybe. I think what the, if the smart thing they could do, if this is going to be a PlayStation-only device, is make a very limited amount of them, not, not invest too much money, and use that as uh, a, testing a step time. for the next one yeah. that will be yeah. the one that will launch with the PS5 I, or something. I actually think they have an advantage, even though people don't think they do. Like, say you go in a store... And you're like, okay, the Oculus Rift costs $400, right? Then you got to buy a $1,000 PC to run it, or more. If you look at it together, it's cheaper to get the PS4 and that, because we know there's going to be another price drop. But here's the, the, here's the catch. Good. The catch is yeah. is people already have these massive computers, Eric. And the, and the market that are going to be into VR are the people with the massive computers. And they're going to sit there and go... Uh, I'll drop three hundred on an Oculus. Like, why the hell not? I get a controller. I get the Oculus. Pop it on, and you know what? It's, not it's to gonna, mention the game better. selection and the quality of the games. Are like, but don't. That. But aren't the games the same though? Like I've seen. No, they're not. No. Like they're talking. Like any, no. uh, Wait, Jason, stop. They're they're saying that there's going to be about ten games at launch, maybe twelve or something for PlayStation games. VR. Oh. That is fucking tiny compared to the games that are already out right now for oculus yeah like huh. oculus is gonna fucking stop playstation vr when it comes to catalog yeah, and i it's hope like, i hope people aren't fooling themselves into thinking the games on ps4 are gonna look as good as what you're gonna get on oculus like well, they not. did they did make it so okay what they're doing is actually doubling the frame rate from 60 to 120, but they just announced that they're adding a 90 hertz mode to the PlayStation VR headset. So that means they can run games at 45 frames per second, double that to 90, and that's how they're going to get by with introducing better graphics than what we've seen at E3, I'm assuming. I want to know how that doesn't make you fucking sick, though. I'm really yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm curious how it works, too. Like, that sounds really odd, because even, like, all the Oculus guys are like, fucking, it's hard. Like, even, it's like 120, it's hard to get people from getting sick. And the idea of a game running at 45 and being able to do it. I think that's how they're going to try to compete graphically, at least so it doesn't look awful. The success of this device is going to be on how much they get out there and get the best buys. Like, if they get a PlayStation VR and every single best buy in the country... And like have stations everywhere for people to try them out. I think that's the best way they could sell this thing, and I really hope they do because I, you know, more competitions the better. I, I want to see. I would love to see something they invest in succeed. And I don't mean that everything they invest in doesn't succeed. I'm saying, you know, I would like to see their investments go forward. You know, but and I not think just, I think PS5, you'll start to see cooler yeah. things, but. 
Maybe. Do you I, think... I don't know. This technology's in a weird spot. Like, everybody, like, a year ago thought it was going to be the most amazing thing of all time. Everybody says you got to experience it to understand. I get all that. But the amount of work, effort, and cost, I don't think people want. Just... Yeah. I still, I still do think people will put these things on and be impressed, though. I'm no, sure no, I totally, would totally. Like, I, I, I think it'll blow your mind. But when I say, Vern, every time you want to play video games, you need to put on this fucking headset. You need to do this and this. And well, we don't know the, the long-term effects of wearing one of these things for an extended period of time. Yeah, that's, you think that's, you might get hurt or sick? You never know. What if yeah, it hurts you your neck? Your eyes. What if it hurts your neck or your, or your back just from having oh. this on? And, and they, oh, they, you know what? You're right because you sit too long. Yeah, that's true. Well, or, not sitting too long, but having the weight on your head, you know, that you're not used to having, even if it's a small weight, you know, it's going to be heavier than your like, spine. I was about to say the man with headphones on. But and uh, then you get in the problem of people go to try this out at Best Buy or whatever they haven't sewn off, and it's like, okay, this is cool. How much does it cost? Well, it's also why four hundred dollars, and then it just. It's just like, am I really going to spend? And then you look at the games, and it's like, oh, this game requires the move controllers. So but in order to use what? the move I, controllers, I, I got to have the camera. I think it's what so, Carmack said. Um, he said that the games market is going to be less than half. He said that's what he said recently. I, I think when he was at the uh, Oculus conference, he's. Uh, it sounds to me shockingly, Carmack is trying to tell us already that. Most of the content is going to be for, like, film. That's why we saw Netflix on stage announcing Oculus Rift support. So maybe that's where they will get the advantage, you know. Somebody might sit there and they watch and, I don't know, Saw <laughs> on Oculus Rift. But would you Saw. really want to – because well, here's the problem. Like, I've personally never used VR. But every huh? time I've ever heard anyone talk about it, the biggest thing – the biggest negative they say is it, they still all experience the chicken wire effect. Would you oh, really yeah. want to watch a movie with that? I mean, well, I understand like, the perspective. If it's like Microsoft's thing. Remember, Microsoft had like a cool thing. Like you feel like you're in a movie theater. That was cool. You know, maybe it was. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, but that'll that be really was cool. the chicken wire effect. So it the be, resolution at 1080p, Steve, is, even 4K. It, it's it's not no 4K gets rid of it. They've, they've yeah. But yeah, yeah at, at 1080p, you it when you look directly, if you get your head straight up on your screen and look directly at it. You can see pixels, and you see lines, and that's the chicken wire. You look; it looks like yeah. you're looking through a screen door. Um, and the only way to get past that is 4K, and then yeah. 4K <laughs> requires, like with Oculus, like two 980s. Yeah, uh, that's fucking, what the Oculus Rift guy said. CPU in the for Facebook, both. like it's it, 4K requires a lot of fucking power for fast movement. Like it's yeah, you. 4K at 120 frames per second is not an easy feat. But for not any not, for, not for movies. No, no, not for movies. You're completely right. But yeah. for like gaming, it's a huge feat. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you you get the chicken wire effect in 1080p. So there's display technology that helps alleviate that. Uh, OLED does a good job with it, but you still see pixels because your eyes are right on top of it. it you're I mean, you're looking. You're. It's the display's dead on to your the, the end of your eye to give you the the 3D effect. Yeah. So, I mean, you I know. think Sony is definitely getting a head start with this stuff over Microsoft yeah. as far as consoles. I mean, Microsoft they have the Oculus support, but they don't have their games getting ready and stuff like that, or their own hardware. Mm. I. No, but, they, always, but I don't think they can always lean on other people. But like, say, let's do the Xbox Two. 
and it comes out, and they can just say, hey, you know what? Fucking Oculus works on it. Like, just buy it. God, Oculus. I hope it's called Xbox, too. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft has an advantage that they don't got to do anything, basically. That's their advantage. Well, yeah, they already have Windows 10 running that shit, so yeah. that helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the developers that they don't that they wouldn't have, like Rare and and Lionhead and and um, Turn Ten and Three Four Three I. I mean, yeah. those teams would have no experience with making VR games. That's where Sony would have a bit of an advantage if it does take off for the next generation. But I, you know what, Jordan, I don't understand that. I don't understand that one. How, I don't understand how Sony was able to get like some teams to just work on VR stuff. Like because the they guys, have, because they own them. Apparently, they, Sony, apparently, the CEO walked up to him and said, "Hey, guess what? You're working on this now." And you know what? <laughs> they said, well, "Yes, sir. Who, I'm gonna get my paycheck." What teams do they have working on VR they got, games? They, they got, got they got like, Gorilla Cambridge. Yeah. Thriller. Some Japanese developers they're working on some games. Well, I think that they haven't particularly told us all of their VR plans. Like they've opened that new studio in the northwest of England called Studio Northwest, which is creative. Um, and was it like Pixel Opus, the ones that released that new game last year? Like I wouldn't be surprised if they're on it. You know, Sony Japan will be looking at things and. It'll be their yeah. smaller teams, though. Are we going to see a connect effect, though? Is this going to affect their lineup? Yes. Yes. It already, some it, de- I think it already has. Degree. Yeah, I, that's what I think, too. But, I didn't but, want to say it instantly, but. But look I at Gorilla Cambridge. They moved off of the PS Vita onto PlayStation VR. I think it's much more likely that their smaller teams, so the teams that would have been focused yeah. on Vita, move on to this. I mean, I think. No, Gigi but there has to be some AAA games for but, this thing. Guerrilla Cambridge, if they weren't working on PlayStation VR right now, they might have had a game out already by now. Wow. Or they might have been closed. <laughs> yeah, but does anyone really want another kill zone right now? From them, it might actually be pretty if it's good. An, if it's not built as a Halo killer, yes. All right, that well, let's move like on from thing, but... Oculus Rift discussion and all this other crap. We're, we're getting long in the tooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vern, I hear we got letters. What about Games of Gold? Games of Gold. Oh, Games of Gold. Walking Dead, Valkyrie, and what's <laughs> the other one? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. What the, Where, fuck, what the fuck is Valkyrie? Valiant Where did that Heart. come from? I don't know. It might be a better <laughs> game. <laughs> It'll be a better Where's game, Tom okay? <laughs> Alright, what's, what's. Okay, so in Xbox what One, else? it's The Walking Dead and Valiant Hearts. And on Xbox yep. 360, it is The Walking Dead Season 1 as well, and Metal Gear Solid 5 um, uh, Ground Zeroes. Steve's upset. I don't care. Vern I is... think the Xbox One games are really good picks. I've already played both of them, so on that, on one hand, I'm like, oh, that sucks. But on the other hand, hey, these are good games that people are going to be able to play, so it, it's definitely a value. The 360 games are terrible choices because one of them is already on X, you know, is also being released on Xbox One the same the same month, so it's doubling up, which sucks. I mean, obviously, we're not going to see that starting next month, well, starting November, because well, if they did that, why they people did would be pissed month. off. Yeah, and th- and then they also re- the Metal Gear Solid uh, Ground Zeroes was already on Xbox One a couple months ago. So for the 360 games, it, it's really bad choices, and it's pretty upsetting for me and for many people. But the Xbox One game choices are good. I don't know. Like I, 
I was telling Steve earlier, I think people need to get over it. There's 80 million people with Xbox 360s, and quite a few of them don't own Xbox Ones. So, and a lot of those people would like to have The Walking Dead and Ground Zeroes, even though we got them. <laughs> how how so, many people do you really think are going to be downloading these games on 360 and playing them? Probably a lot. I mean, do you, there's still tons of people on 360. That's the reason they're still supporting it. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not like it's dead. There's it's getting dashboard tons updates. of them out there. Yeah, and there's people that are going to enjoy these games. Like it's not like I could understand if this was next month, the month where the games are st- uh, starting to supposed to be cross play. Then it would be like, why the hell are we getting a game on both the 360 and Xbox One? But now, right this second today, I don't. I, I think yeah, they it's got a bunch a, of bitching over they, nothing. Well, they can't do this start in November. They can't. They no, do, no, they can't. Really bad. It doesn't work. I think that's exactly why they did it this month. Yeah. Right, it's probably well, a deal they had. Moving on. Moving on. So sliders time. A drift is delayed until 2016, 2016 according to one saint. Deal right. with it. Deal, deal with it. Dealt. I dealt with it. <laughs> Wicked Soul says, Walking Dead is poo. Screw you, Wicked. I'm going to tell you right now, Walking Dead is fucking amazing. I love it. And I'm gonna probably play through both game both seasons again. Before. Unless he's talking about that one Walking Dead game that is actually poo, and then he's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Activision, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now, Vern, we have letters. We got five letters. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we got we, we got to push through these, otherwise this show's gonna go way too long. Okay. We lost First Steve. By letter. The way. We lost Steve. Oh no. Oh no! Oh, there he is! Oh no, you're calling him back. I'm calling him, yeah. Calling him back. Got mad because of what I said about games with gold. He's really mad about it. <laughs> All right, really go, go for it. the first letter, Ver. Okay, this first letter. I don't know who the writer is. Uh, looks like oh, I'll just say Shola. S H O L A. Shola says, "Hi guys, I have been playing Destiny for about a year now, and recently, with the release of the Taken King, the story was much improved." Still far below Halo, but it was better than the garbage of a story in the, in the initial release. But after playing through all the story missions, I'm starting to find the game kind of boring with the end game. I often play with two other friends, and I enjoy my occasional raid with friends, but it's starting to feel like a massive waste of time. They have not improved any of the in-game social features. No new social areas like the tower. I think after a few weeks, the player base will see a massive drop-off, even bigger than that of the first year. In terms of fresh content and slacking for a $40 DLC. Result of the Taken King kind of fucked over many of my friends in Singapore who cannot afford the DLC currently. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the Destiny DLC? With the recent comments of the QA tester about the games this holiday, which games do you think are at risk of a broken launch? My guesses are Fallout 4, Battlefront, and COD. Single player. Both Ubisoft and Microsoft got a beat down last year, so I doubt it's them. Well, thank you for writing Shola, and I guess we should talk about Destiny first. As far as it being worth $40, I think it's very worth $40. There's quite a bit of content. I know you... I agree with you that, I mean, the the main content is pretty short, and then after that, it does feel like you're kind of just grinding. But that is what you get with a game like this, or that steals a lot from MMOs. So I think, like you said in a few other conversations before this, is them mixing in that one DLC back into the main story really does help. Like, it, it adds more missions, and it makes it be- the main storyline better. Uh, 
But yes, the main story still kind of sucks. But the Tekken King's great. I re- as a person, I'll put it this way. Vern is always... Well, not always. Vern is a very pro-Destiny person now. I am. I, I, can, I can easily say that without contradicting myself. Fall into I, the dark side. I, on the other hand, like Destiny. I think it's kind of like my new Diablo. It, it scratches that itch for me. I mean, we can sit there and kill a bunch of shit a few times, and then I can get off of it and not think about it. Uh like I, I don't actively go, man. I can't wait for Friday for that dude to show up in the store so I can put my gun in so I can get my new legendary. It's gonna be great. Like that's not me. That's fair. That's me. That's fair. Now yeah. I think the Taken King for forty bucks. Like if your friend, if they can't afford it, I don't think they're missing a ton. Um, I think it's something they well, could definitely pick up later, and y'all can have a shitload of fun as a Diablo style game. They uh, are missing a ton though because this is a very social game. So if you can't play with your friends. No, but your really friends your friends it. only have to be six people. It's not like it has to be a me- as well, long no, as no, you can all play at the same time. Well, he's talking about his friends in Singapore who can't play because they can't afford the DLC. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about people who have just the base game. People who have just the base game, they're really missing out now because everyone's anyone who's playing this game for social reasons is doing the other content. You know, so yeah. I understand that. I understand that part. Um, I don't think it's a ripoff, though, to the people who bought the original game, but it, it, it does it does kind of suck for them. Yep, but uh, it's, it's I you can't know, I'm glad... speak to the I can't speak to the content of the game, but as far as the fall off of the community, I would oh, say so. that it's going to happen. But it it being bigger than before is probably going to have more to do with the time of the year and the amount of games coming out. Honestly, yeah, because there's a lot of good shit coming out. As far as having a drop off, I mean, I think it'll have a drop off. Every every expansion for every game like this, game, that, yeah, uh, it, it has a drop off. Everyone buys it; they have record breaking numbers, and then it settles back down. It's like and wow, the, yeah. And then the hardcore players will play, and those people will try to collect every single weapon. They'll they'll try to get every piece of armor. Uh, they'll work on, I guess, finishing. Uh, raids with only one type of weapon or trying to solo stuff or all that good stuff you see in these types of games. So if you really love a I, game like this, you're going to find ways to keep playing it. No, but, but I think this game has something that most other games don't. Because it's Diablo style, and you loot, can totally yeah. drop this game, play Halo, Fallout, whatever, let's say four months from now, come back to it, and still it's have just as much fun because it's just it's a loot grind. It's fun. It's not WoW or Guild Wars too, where it's kind of dependent on the people. The like if you're like if you started playing Guild Wars two when it first opened, and there's people absolutely everywhere, and you go back and play it now, and like there's no one, <laughs> like lower level, and it, it just it gives a completely different experience. Same with WoW. It's like it, no, it's a lot game, funner when it's much more active. This game doesn't have that issue because you're never yeah. in a world with two thousand people, a hundred people. Well, yeah, and they make people. they make the leveling to max experience very quick. Yeah, so um, you're you're not you can, worried about two thousand. Like you're not worried about an empty world because let's say there's only a thousand people playing. That's easy to give. Like what is it the the tower has what twelve people in it at a time, and then missions are max at six for raids and three for missions, and then maybe twelve in the world at a time. Like it's you're not really 
stepping over toes or anything. Like, it's not going to be an issue of, like, wow, this feels empty. Like, you you won't have that problem well, with Destiny. And they, they do a good job with the instancing, so you always see other players running around. So it never yeah. feels... Yeah, it never, it never really feels empty. And what, el- what else is nice about this game... If you're if you're just hitting level forty and you want to try out a strike, but you have a friend who is forty with a crazy highlight level and there and would normally not have much to gain by playing with you, it doesn't work like that anymore. The way it works now, just killing enemies, even easy enemies, has a chance at dropping loot that's better than what you currently have. So for the player who would normally say, "Oh, I don't want to do that because I'm not going to get you know the the gear I want." Well, they might say, oh, yeah, I'll come and join you. I might be able to pick up one or two things, even yeah. though I'm doing lower-level stuff. So It's not a big deal. Yeah, they, they did a good job with making it attractive for a higher-level player to play with a lower-level player. And like I said, it has that Diablo grind, so you're good. You're good. Yeah, you can just turn your brain off and shoot stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. Like like I said, four months from now, Destiny will be just as good as it is today. Like, you'll just be able to go around shooting stuff and have fun. Like, Unless I don't think you're one of those issue. people who gets into the oh, I have to finish this raid before all my other friends kind of thing. No, you know, no, those totally. That's that's that competition. It's there, but I don't, that's like, like a zeitgeist kind of thing. Yeah, you know, being like, in the moment. If your friends can't afford it, I wouldn't sit there and like worry about how nobody's ever going to play it. Like it's eventually they once they can pick it up, you'll still have fun. It's yeah. not going to be an issue. Uh, but I. They did a good job adding like you said, some four out of five. stuff too. Four out of five. They, they did a good job adding some secrets. <laughs> like just recently, there's a an exotic sniper that someone figured out how to get by um, finishing a level really fast and then killing all these guys in some kind of ten ten minute Time limit or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So if, if they keep things like this popping up and keeping the interest doing things like that, that's smart. And I think this, I think it'll last. And Bungie seems pretty smart with it lately. So I, I, this game is going to keep going. And to, on another point, uh, and we will stop talking about Destiny very soon. Uh, oh, I God. hope Destiny doesn't get a Destiny 2. I want to see them continue to release expansions. I agree. I, I don't want to see a 2.0. Like, I just want to see, oh, this is going to be the new world, or this is the new map, or this is new whatever. Like, just do that. Turn this into a WoW model. Just release updates. Uh, eventually, next year's big Destiny game is going to have to wrap up like four expansions in a game. Like they're going to have to do it uh, if they're going to continue this model of just releasing the updates. But I think that's the way to do it. Just not not worry. About it. Just go the WoW I, model. Go the MMO I think, style. I think we'll see two more mini expansions, kind of like with the with the first game and the two mini expansions. And I think next year we'll see another another big uh, game. So I, I think the next big one, though, they're going to have to do more than just one patrol zone like the current No, it needs to be a new expansion. planet. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to need maybe two to three new planets. No, I completely agree. Like, it needs uh, yeah. to be big. Like, uh, it needs to feel like a 2.0, but they need to keep everything... On one disc. existing, yeah, yeah. well, they need to keep it in the same universe. Obviously, you have to be able to have your same character moving on, you know. Yeah. And they have to keep the tower, and they have to keep the reef. Or if they do keep the tower and the reef, they have to do some kind of they world event that change, or some kind of world of event. Maybe the tower gets destroyed, and it's in a rebuilding it process. The <laughs> um, but they'll ha- or, but they'll have to add maybe a new a new social zone, a couple new planets. 
you know, that'd be enough. That's what people want. They just they want to take these characters that they've been building and keep growing them, keep yeah. progressing them. Because so, once they go, all your characters are kind of dead. So you're gonna have to start oh, again. It's they're, they're screwed. They're done. Yeah, that franchise is dead if they do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you're still getting Destiny Two next year. That's what it would be called. No, but it would be if they release it. I, I I'm putting my money on it'll be Destiny Two, the expansion that locks into your old Destiny game. Like it's not going to be a you're not going to be able to play it off the same disc. It's still going to go with the same launcher. It'll be and just people like an who NFL. have the original Destiny will still be able to play with the Destiny sequel people. Yes, but they won't be able to play the newer content. That's how it's going to have to be. It has yeah, to be I think they'll they'll probably just stick all of the current stuff on disc. Yeah, I no, 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 I agree. Yeah, it'll be all on disc. They'll have to do that, but like it'll and, be part of the. It'll just be Destiny. It won't be, it won't be like a two like Halo Five, where you know it's not part of Halo Four. It'll right. be part and, of the universe. And they'll do a character boost that way you can get up to level and do the new content with your new friends if you haven't played the game in the past or if you it's been a while since you've played. So I, I imagine that's where they'll go, and I hope that's where they go. But anyway, next part of the question was uh, about the. The broken games this holiday. Which games do we think are going to be broken? God. Well, the Assassin's rumor, Creed. the rumor is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That's the one that's been popping up today. So. I'm going COD because aren't they doing their own dedicated servers this year or whatever? I think that's going to be. They've uh, been doing Call dedicated Duty servers the past smooth, three versions. Sir. Oh, have they? Oh, well, I think it's going to be broken because it's just. Uh, I vouch for Battlefront. I'm going yeah. Battlefront oh, too. That's such a there. good. <laughs> I think I Battlefront, I think they're going to add Levolution back to the game, uh, oh. and it's just going to keep crashing every time halfway wow. in the match. I don't think the question with COD is, is it going to be broken, but rather, are they going to lie about dedicated servers again? I don't know. I th- no, I, this time is for real. I don't know if you saw how it is. Yeah, that's just like it's... last time it was for real. I, that's why I went on the box, Eric. I want that on the box. This time, it's for real. <laughs> <laughs> Dedicated <laughs> servers. <laughs> I, I can't I mean, imagine COD... Because the, the problem with Ubisoft, right, is that they have this ridiculous cycle where, you know, they have, like, a thousand different studios on it, whereas Activision, okay, they do have different studios on it, but they're pretty clear. They have the main studio, and they've gone from two-year dev cycles to three-year dev cycles. So I would be very surprised if COD had any problems. Their factories but they're actually not trying to overdo themselves. Like, you know, they have sort of teams in between that work on them, but they have separate dedicated teams that do them. COD's going to be fine. It's going to be Assassin's Creed or Rainbow Six or Battlefront. I don't think Rainbow Six, not with it being delayed. Well, yeah, but it got delayed until December. Yeah, but it's if they were willing to delay big. to December, December, I'm I'm pretty sure if it was broken... That they had December delay uh, delay it later because if I you've delayed it to December, that's I'm bad enough. I'm in Rainbow Six Siege. I have played a lot of games, a lot, but I do see it is a beta. But I do see that the connection thing. I can see it might be a problem after a while because if I'm playing like three games and then I get to that fourth one and then ah oh, dang, I'm waiting a while. You know, I think it might be the one. And they only got four days, right, to get the. The information, you know, the data. But that's the only problem I could see that game having is connection issues. And I just yeah, don't... connection issues. Is yeah, Ubisoft right. really known for connection issues? Uh, oh, if Assassin's Creed Unity multiplayer is anything to well, go by. Oh yeah, but that's 
That's but Unity outlier. overall was a it was it was rough. That's an outlier. I, I don't yeah. consider that to be a. I don't think any games coming out this year are going to be as bad as what we saw with Assassin's Creed Unity and Master Chief Collection last year. And Drive Club. No. And Drive Club. Yes. Before we move on, because it's related to Rainbow Six, thanks to Tim Dog, we have a code to give away for Rainbow Six. Try the game. Nice. The beta. The beta. Is this the Xbox One code? Yeah. Oh man, I want one of those. Yeah, I, we don't. Code. None of us have one of these, by the way. Like this is totally Tim, not not us. So, uh, right now it's in white. So everybody in chat, there it is. It's up there. Go ahead, enter it. It's all yours. I'll even make it bigger. There it goes. That's what you get for being in chat. Thanks everybody for sticking with us and listening. You know, so there's a code. Enjoy it. That's what you get for surviving Destiny. Yes. You survive <laughs> Destiny talk, you get a code. You, you get a code. You should have All a right. code every time you guys talk about Destiny. <laughs> it's like, we're sorry, episode. here's a code. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, what next letter, Fern? Next letter. Yeah, next letter is from Wicked Soul. The plagiarizer is how he signed it. So anyway, he says, Hey guys, I was asked this question last week by someone, and I thought I would steal it. What would you do for a living if you didn't have to worry about cost, consequences, and all that other stuff? From Wicked Soul, the plagiarizer. Me personally, I would love to open up a a podcast studio. Like, just where people, like it would be a whole studio, cameras would all be set, people could just come in and do their own podcast. You know, you know, I, I, I would ask for a nominal like ten percent fee. I think would be fair if you ever started making money. And that way, you charge to come in as well. No, no, it would be free for anything to come in. But once you start turning a profit, like ten percent, what would you call it? I don't know. It would just be a studio where anybody can come in and record a podcast. I don't know what I'd call it. I don't have a name. Huh. I just know the podcast concept. GDA. Yeah, like it would have all the cameras set up, like soundboards, microphones, everything would be ready to go. You could do your own backdrop and you would just, the lighting would be done for you and you could just come in and do a podcast. Like, and just, you'd schedule time out and do your show and leave and then just have a actual podcast network that would do like a 24, I would want to be the Fox News of podcasts. I would want 24-7 podcasts, just people in and out nonstop. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, but then, like I said, just once you start making a little money, you know, like ten percent. And I don't, I don't want to charge, but you know, just I would want something so the the station could grow without me losing all my money within like two years. So <laughs> just something so it can sustain itself, you know, and yeah. then the the people working there to help produce the shows. Yeah, but I think that'd be fun. Like that would be an enjoyable gig. Yeah. I know what I would do. What's that? Well, first, I would eat a whole box of this. These cookies and cream Oreos. Then, I'd eat a whole package of these. <laughs> the brownie, uh... The so your job is to eat so, Wait, wait, your job's going to be wait. to gain 5,000 pounds? Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, there's no consequences. I wouldn't even gain any weight. Third... <laughs> I would have a package of this, the pumpkin spice Oreos. All right. Then do diabetes commercials. Wait, wait, wait. And then, <laughs> and then I would build a massive man cave with the best surround sound, and the biggest TV, 
and the TV with the lowest latency, you know, just so I, could have, I can play my games the best way possible. And then I would also travel the world. And when I'm not traveling the world, I'd be home playing video games with my wife. So you're a professional slacker. Yes. I wouldn't I'm be helping anyone. Too. I wouldn't be helping anyone <laughs> but myself. If money was no object, I wouldn't work. That's my well, if money was no object, I definitely would be <laughs> helping people too. I'd probably be giving lots of money oh, for like mu- for like music scholarships. Would it be a like job that. though? I don't think it would be a job as much as it'd be because a job is something you do to make a living. It's not really. It wouldn't really be a job as much as I don't know a hobby. Uh huh. To go around and help people out and I like if I was going to do a job, it'd probably be developing, being in charge, like a creative director of a game or something like that. You know, something where I can be creative with uh, because I love games. I love being creative, so <laughs> Bruce is right. be in charge of a racing game. Bruce is right. He said Vern would be a taste tester at the Oreo prediction facility. <laughs> Pretty much. The Oreo prediction? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to start I, I a company just... that predicts Oreo flavors in the future. <laughs> I'd still want to just sit around and do podcasts about video games. Like, that's that's what I would want to do. I don't know if I'd want to do, like, what the YouTubers, like, all these people are, like, spending eight hours a day. You know, like Steve. Like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be Steve. No. no. Uh, sorry, Steve. Steve. Steve, you're right. Thank uh, you. I couldn't do Plus it. He's gonna um, he's gonna open kiosks in the mall where he can sit down and do a p- podcast. Yeah, I would just want to randomly interview people <laughs> at the mall, like just in the middle. Well, see, like, this, this... Vern, could you please, sir, come here real quick? I just like <laughs> to ask you a few questions. Would you like to do a two-hour podcast? <laughs> you know, this know question isn't best. fair for Steve, though. Because Steve is independently wealthy and he doesn't have consequences. I mean, he he just be he's always in the nude. He's always playing games, and he doesn't he's even have royalty. to worry about money. So, yeah. I mean, he's living the life. To be fair, there's two people here independently wealthy. but <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Eric, Eric, what would you do? Independently wealthy. He would continue doing what he's doing. Sleep. Good sleep. <laughs> so really, talk, Steve, Eric. Steve, what would you do? I'd probably sit around, play, play video games, perhaps write about them. Um, moving on. <laughs> I think I think the the response from Office Space is pretty much brilliant. What would you do with a million dollars? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, my cousin's broke, and he does that. For... He doesn't do uh, shit, and he's broke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, are you do you have an answer, or are you just disappeared at this point? Oh, he's disappeared. Eric's he's off gone. Playing Ram- Rainbow Six. Yeah. Well, Eric's Probably. gone. All right, well, uh, that's the end of the question. So thank you for writing in, Wicked Soul. We love you. Thank you, Wicked. All right, hello? Oh, Eric, you're back. Oh, hey. Sorry, sorry, I'm here. So no consequences in life. Endless money. What do you do? What job? What's your job? Wow, endless. Wow. Any job? No consequences. consequences. Endless Mm. consequences. Okay, (laughs) I, I I would want to have a job... As a farmer in the farming simulator games, so I can control. <laughs> I can control. Look, look, you're just you're just bullshitting us here now. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's move on. What next what question. job would you do if you next, had no consequences? Wait, shut up. I want to be question. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> All right, move on. Let's go to the next one. Next question, Bert. 
All right. Next one is from Will. Burns. Will says, hey, guys, the Drive Club episode was hilarious. It's obvious that there's a certain contingent of people who cling a little too hard to that game, especially on NeoGAF. So thanks for poking fun at that. Anyway, I'd like to hear your thoughts on a few things. Why do you think Xbox exclusives are rarely in the running for Game of the Year nominations? Are Microsoft games incapable of giving gamers that avant-garde experience like A Journey or Unfinished Swan, the emotional story of Last of Us, or ambitions of Witcher and Metal Gear Solid, or as in... Or is it a case of their game simply being overlooked for whatever reasons? The last time I saw any nominations was for I, was from IGN for Sunset Overdrive in 2014. Number two, assuming that there will be no new announcements regarding Banjo-Kazooie in the future, why do you think Microsoft have been sitting on this property, among others, for so long? One would think that Microsoft are aware that Rare fans are clamoring for their property to return back its roots again. So with that in mind, do you think the successes of Killer Instinct and Rare Replay will show that there is a demand for more Rare franchise revivals? Heck, even Sony's released Knack. Tearaway, and in 2016, Ratchet and Clank, with Microsoft not having released anything like those. Number three, in light of Sony's TGS show, it always gives me the feeling that Microsoft has fallen too far behind Sony to try to gain more support from Japanese publishers or even worldwide studios. Do you think Microsoft will have a strategy in place to broaden their library of games in the future, or do you see them mainly sticking to their current first-party plus third-party big-release strategies? Lastly, does it bother you guys when people throw around the Xbox One doesn't have any doesn't have many true exclusive spiel? It doesn't get to me too much since I'm a console gamer and XBL has such a great platform. But at the same time, what they say isn't untrue. The Xbox One does have very few exclusives that make it feel a lot less unique in what it has to offer compared to the competition. Thanks again for answering our questions and keep up the good work. Will. Okay, Vern, you're going to need to go do these one by one because my memory's not that good at three in the morning. Yeah, that was a lot at once. <laughs> that was a lot. It's good, though. What's, what's the first one? Yeah, let's say the first one again. Yeah, let's... The first one is about Xbox games being in Game of the Year. I think... I don't think any exclusive this generation yet has been... I mean, unless we're talking back to the original Xbox, every single Xbox game, because he's bringing up Last of Us and stuff like that. Um... I think there's games that have been game of the year worthy. It's just, I think the third parties, third parties just made games that are more worthy of game of the year than the exclusives have been this generation. I think you could argue that if you look at, like Microsoft don't do too many of those sort of artsy games, which personally I prefer, so it doesn't bother me. Stuff like Journey and Unfinished Swan. But then you look at like The Last of Us, like when Microsoft do multiplayer and single player, they are supposed to be sort of comparable in quality, whereas it's very clear with like The Last of Us that like ninety percent of their ninety ninety five percent of their resources went on that single player, and that's what Naughty Dog do really well. Whereas Microsoft spread themselves a bit more and share focus, which might mean that perhaps less is sort of quite gone into one or the other. And there's but they're still great games, but I think. Generally speaking, do multiplayer any games really win like game of the year? Like multiplayer focused? Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, honestly, I think Halo 4 was game of the year worthy, but um, and not all the Archie games are game of the year worthy either. I mean, Beyond Two Souls and um, Heavy Rain, 
great games, not game of the year games. But Last of Us was just a fantastic game. You know, it's just it is, it is what it is. I don't even think it has to do with its style. But I agree that multiplayer games just usually don't see it like uh, single-player games do. I think Sunset Overdrive would have been up for game more Game of the Year nominations had it uh, released on PS4 as an exclusive. Oh, are we saying there's yeah, a media bias? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but looking at over the years... Because even if people wanted to talk about media bias now, has there been a media bias for 15 years since Microsoft were in the generation uh, in the console business? Certainly, last generation for the what the first three quarters of it, I would argue that the opposite was probably true. That the media was probably a bit more favourable to Microsoft, in which case, surely they would have been in a position then to get Game of the Year awards. Did what? What came out in 2007? Did Halo 3 win Game of the Year? Did, did Mass Effect? Uh, I can't remember now. And then, um, well, then you got to get in question: Whose game of the year are we talking about now? IGN's game of the year? Well, the think, game of the year from? I mean, a lot of games won game of the year from different outlets. And well, not to mention, year, doesn't look, matter. I think last year you could easily look and say that the two games that got game of the year the most. I would have said probably Shadow of Mordor and Dragon Age Inquisition. Like I think Shadow of Mordor surprised a lot of people. Those were the two games that, that stuck out for me that people voted for. And you could even argue there was a lot of games last year. Usually games that come out early that year that are maybe even superior get ignored because they came out so early oh. that year. Witcher might not get some Game of the Year nods because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Metal Gear Solid's going to end up picking up a lot of this stuff partially because of the time it came out. Now, if whether or not I think that, honestly, I think after the reviews, like Metal Gear's love has kind of waned a little bit. I think Metal Gear would survive on the fact that I would still argue that its gameplay, regardless of the, any mishaps with the story, the gameplay is is probably worthy of it. They've got the online to release. Although what I think bodes well for The Witcher is that they've got big big expansion in October. You know, it's not it's not just sort of been released and just left. I mean, the, I wouldn't have said that the Dragon Age Inquisition, the way that they did DLC, wasn't quite the same way that um, CG Project did the Witcher stuff. Yeah, it's it's yeah. in this sort of more substantial stuff. I think that will help it be more relevant. And as far as the media buy stuff, I mean, I know. Well, like 360 Gen, no, but like this Gen, yes, like. You just take GameSpot, for example, look at their Gears of War review, or for that matter, look at their Forge of Six review. They even said themselves, like, the only complaints they had, the only negatives were nitpicks. And the only negative they even listed on their review as a main negative for that game was that replays were not 60 frames per second. Yet that was worth two points of the entire game. And then they came out, and like, Gears of War, one of the biggest... The game shows the biggest design flaw of the Gears of War franchise, and that's that you have to kill all the enemies to progress. It's like, what kind of bullshit is that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's biased. Yes, they did. That's in their review. Mm -hmm. They said the the remaster shows the biggest design flaw in Gears of War, and that's that you have to kill all the enemies to progress. 
I mean, you could take that's that how you weird. want, but that's just I don't I don't even know where they get that. So I I'm not saying oh Forza deserved a ten from them. I don't I don't care what it deserved. I just I think they should be more like like someone defended them saying, well maybe they just did felt like it wasn't a ten game. Then why didn't they say that? Why didn't they come out with reasons for why it wasn't? Because that's why you read reviews. Because you want to know why. But I I don't know. I, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> okay, next part of the question to, yeah. is about Banjo Kazooie and revivals and uh, platformers. I think it's essentially um, their their attitude towards Res back catalog. Honestly, baffles me. It was I haven't listened to it to confirm myself, but someone else who did listen to it told me that because the the head of Rare was at Redmond last week. He went on Major Nelson's podcast, and at some point, apparently, he turned around and said that the entire studio is now on Sea of Thieves, which. I don't get it. If if I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like, why they're not looking at... Because they seem to have definitely looked at, at smaller games. They they should be... They should be doing two things. They should be setting up a second development team to develop smaller things, and they should be setting up some sort of small outsource team so that they can get pitches from independent developers to make games in their IPs, the ones that they don't want to touch. But they don't seem to be doing it. I just... There were, I don't get it. It's just it seems stupid to me. There doesn't appear to be a logical explanation for it because the one thing that they need right now when they're trading in sales is to look at all the people that have got big gooey eyes over all these franchises from ten, fifteen years ago. I'm like, hey, here's a new one, and they don't have to be AAA games. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's 2015. Smaller games. A lot of these smaller games would be completely sufficient as long as they're actually good. But. Uh, Fuck knows. I mean, that's all right. Uh, what, any other part of this? Yeah, game? third third part was about uh, Japanese support. It's done. Oh, it's over. It's... Okay, here. Let me put it this way. Shit. Let me. I'll go ahead and describe Japanese support right now. The Xbox One in total has sold fifty thousand units in Japan since it launched. It has sold about 10,000 this year. There you go. That's it. Done. Yeah. It said also Worldwide Studios. But Worldwide Studios, I think they're doing all right. They do have studios, quite a few studios outside the United States. So, Yeah. They're going to support Japanese titles that are big and that most people in the United States might buy. But they're not going to – I don't think they're going to support NITS titles. I, <laughs> I think they're just going to put their money behind Western um, games that – or more attractive to the people that already are on their uh, market. I think their best hope is that when they've got... Because a lot of these Japanese titles are actually coming to PC. And I think their best hope is that when they come to PC, if they can actually show to these Japanese developers how simple and cheap that it would be to put them on Xbox One, that they might be... They would be good to try and get them to convince them to do it that way but as it stands and as the console user base grows well as the console user base grows too worldwide for the xbox one it'll be a more attractive platform i think after this holiday season it'll be more attractive i I hate to say it though i just i do japanese develop are they making a lot of moves that really make sense nowadays 
They are late. Anyone would. I would, would say backing Stoney was probably a very sense. smart move. Well, sir, because it's actually selling in Japan. Right, either way, <laughs> I think that's that's it for that. Uh, is there no, anything else la, on this la, letter? Last part of the question was about Xbox having true exclusives. I'm assuming what what he means is about PC. PC. Yeah, I mean, as long as the we, games are good, right? Yeah. Games and also the fact that they run as you would expect. Like, I don't expect them to turn around and put games on PC as well, and then the Xbox version is is a shit port. That, that to me, would be unacceptable. I, I still think that they should probably develop for Xbox One first and then port afterwards, and that, you know, if they, if they outsource, say, a PC version, then that would probably be better. You know, if, if, if the resources are sort of tight, but... At the end of the day, I, I play games. I just want great games. I'm not going to be as long as Microsoft are investing in those games. And those games are staying on Microsoft's platforms, and there's benefits to them being on PC, like you know they're actually selling. Then as long as I get good games and good ports. If you're office. worried about anyone sitting there going, "Well, the Xbox doesn't have anything that I can't just get on a PC," I mean, don't worry about that because the honest truth is that's bullshit. Because even if you take away all their games that are coming to PC, there's still a great lineup on Xbox One. Even if you ignore every single title for whatever reason, just because it's coming to PC also, you still got a great lineup this year. Really? And that's all that really matters. Yeah. Got yeah, Halo, Forza, P- Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider already came out. PC. Gears Rare Ultimate replay. already came out. None of that's been on PC yet. Nope. Not yet, yeah. I mean, it's straight up, people worried about, oh, it's coming to PC. Who cares? But straight up, <laughs> even though some of these games are on PC, most people play it on console. Yeah, but and, it is a, a thing, though, you know, in the community. People are asking, like, you know, I've seen a lot of people like, why, why are these games coming to PC? You know, people feel that way. They're like, why are these coming? You know, they want to feel that this game is exclusive only on their platform. So they have Halo 5 and Forza. But, you know, they see, like, Gears Ultimate going, and then Phil Spencer was just in an interview. He's like, it's not bad, guys. Look, it's not bad for Xbox exclusives to show up on PC. No, you, you were know. saying the common sense thing. The more platforms it's on, the more it sells, it was the just kind of, more support it It made it me feel, though, like the Xbox really is dependent on the PC more than going towards the future. It's kind of interesting. Weird, actually. I mean, I don't think that they would necessarily be in a similar situation if the Xbox One hadn't been designed as we discussed earlier, and yeah. they would have sold what everybody was expecting, including third parties. I, I do wonder if we'd be having a different, different situation, but the reality is, is that I, I largely suspect that the reason why they just don't talk talk numbers is the same reason nobody talks numbers is because that you know their highs are probably pretty decent, but the lows are pretty low, and that they don't want to be seen to be puffing their chest out because then it's pretty obvious when you know there's nothing to puff their chest out on, so they just keep quiet right. about everything. Software sales probably, and the software sales um I would expect. Like they were. I mean, Gears of War came out the equivalent of when Sunset Overdrive did. Gears of War had done two million by that holiday. That was a huge success. That was a great game, and as, as great as Sunset was, we can be pretty sure that it didn't sell two million. Yeah, I mean, straight up, I I I know people that don't follow gaming news like we do, and as far as they're concerned, they don't care. Like they couldn't care more 
Like, uh, oh, you, you realize this game's coming to the PC, right? No, well, I don't care. I play this on. I play. I, I'm a console player. Oh yeah, yeah, casual. And a lot of yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Who represent ninety nine percent of the community? Market. Like we're talking. Yeah, the vocal one percent community. I wouldn't say one percent. There's yes, it is one percent. We're talking thousand, dude. We're talking. The minute Let's it hits just Twitter put it in this and starts trending, you know, the are, Xbox One subreddit, it's got about one hundred and fifty thousand people on it. That have yeah. ever subscribed to it. That's the biggest Xbox One community on the on the internet. Yeah. There's twenty five. There's twenty plus million Xbox Ones out there. I mean, just put that into perspective. Yeah, I understand, but that's less than one percent. But words have different right. meaning, though. Like when something happens on Twitter. And someone says something, it's like a wildfire. We've seen that already. Okay, PlayStation. It's a wildfire to the local, to the minority. No, no. You know what? Look, I, I, a good, no, a good it example. Is. Dude, I've good, been in. There's a good example. Of what I'm trying to say. A good example is like when Xbox Live, like, and PSN got a uh, DDoS, right? Attacks. Uh, look at that! Like it was trending all over the place. It went on the news and everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, but that has listening. little to do with what we're talking about here. What I'm talking about is. Even if someone knows about it, if a casual guy that only games on Xbox One, he doesn't game on PC, he doesn't want to invest on a PC, he doesn't care about anything, as far as he's concerned, Killer Instinct coming to PC doesn't create it not being exclusive. He still can't play it on PlayStation. But then there comes the exclusive argument, you know? And I'm not talking about Windows 10. It's still an exclusive. No, no, I'm saying I'm not talking about just Windows 10. You know, what if they start, you know, putting games on Steam or something? You know, more. Well, they have, but you know what I mean. Like, what, what does it matter? I don't think Steam. It wouldn't be exclusive, so, in my opinion. Yeah, it would. It would. Be, how would it? How would it? As long as I, it doesn't still, run on anything, it other would than still Microsoft be on a platforms. single console. It, I don't. Yeah, they could call it an Xbox exclusive because they're referring they, to PC games on Windows 10 Xbox. So that's how they're going to get away with it. But as far as them releasing games on PC, I think they need to do it. And this, I'm going to tell you yeah. exactly why right now. Witcher 3 sold 6 million copies by the end of August, okay? Now, 30% of their sales were, I think, were digital, right? No, were PC. 30% right. were PC, right? Wow. Yeah, 50% were digital. And 30% PC were PC. Game. 30% were PC. That's 1.8 million PC copies of The Witcher 3. That's crazy, wow. That is insane numbers for a PC game that requires those kind of system specs. That means the market is there and they're willing to buy if they give them if you sell them the right games. But to be fair, they're not going to put their games on Steam. No, yeah. they're not. So they got probably uh, But those people buying got, Witcher, Steve, or have Windows running on their computer. And they have Steam Origin and everything else installed because they have to. If, if the only Microsoft, people that only use Steam are people that are just, I mean, like only you, you Steam gotta get over yourself. Use Steam. You, you yeah, know why? And only because Steam. Honestly, this is what a true PC gamer uses. They use uh, what is it? Uh, Humble Bundle. Well, they use. <laughs> they use uh, any good, platform. That good gets game. You know, they anything don't... to get them the cheapest price. And the, you know what? They use multiple platforms. They, they ship games on Origin. It doesn't matter. PC gamers just download the app and it runs in the background. They don't care. Steam if... is a nice interface. It's a nice store. People get a ton of games on Steam sales. I'm not arguing that. But PC gamers don't really fucking care all that much. 
They will bitch for about a day. The market's there. The market's there. No, no, no. no, 1.8 million people are, and and this game hasn't even been out that long. It's going to probably sell twice that in the in the end when you figure out all the Steam sales that are going to go. You know. Uh, with Witcher 3, that this, the price is going to drop. More people are going to buy it. We're probably going to see 4 million PC copies sold of Witcher 3. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. All right, got to cut us off here. we got to keep... Uh-huh. We need to move on. Is that the last letter, or we got more? No, we got we got another letter. we got All two right. more. Let's, okay. Let's do these. Next letter. First off, love you, love the show, everything about you guys rules. The intros are fucking amazing. That X1 Saint X character is talented as all fuck. Let me ask you boys this. Super Scope 6 versus Sega Menacer. I think the Menacer looked cooler, but the Super Scope 6 made you feel like you were holding something with great power. And you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Now you're playing with power. Responsible power. Keep up the good work. I'm one Saint X's, X1 Saint X's biggest fan. Regards. X1 Saint X. I mean, regards. <laughs> Just step into an ad or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, one saint, thanks for writing. <laughs> I'm going with a super scope. Uh, just yeah, straight up. I'm a huge Sega fanboy, so it's hard for me to say this, but I'm going to say the super scope as well. And the reason I'm going to say it's a super scope is because the Sega Menacer was a knockoff of the super scope, and it wasn't as cool. I know you said it, you thought it looked better, but I don't think so. The Menacer looked like I don't know. Someone who didn't have control of their body was creating something because it was all like mangled and garbage. The thing was disgusting, and, and the Super Scope was like a giant like bazooka. That shit was badass. The thing it made you feel like you're like gonna go take out a tank or some shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was cool. You never that had did some pretty that, good games, but yeah, that's what it made you feel like. The cartridge that had all the little mini games on it was pretty fun, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the Sega Menacer games, I don't even remember them. So. All right. Yeah, I think everybody agrees. Super Scope. No questions. Super Scope. So all the Super Scope. People? Now, I will Any take Menacers? points away from the Super Scope for being in that god-awful Mario movie. God-awful. But I've that, got no yeah, idea what any of you are talking about. You don't remember the Super Scope, Steve? No. It was Google. like a giant bazooka-looking thing that was for the SNES. The Super Scope was probably bigger than him when it came out. Yeah, Nintendo had a lot of those, you know, guns and stuff. No, they but the were... Super Scope was a special thing. No, like, Nintendo. If you're interested, I gotta say, if you're interested in finding out about the Super Scope or any of Nintendo accessories, go look up Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah, and I think he has a video called Nintendo Accessories, and he goes over all of them, and it's fucking hilarious. Well, the thing, the thing with the thing with the Super Nintendo, it didn't have a light gun, so the first gun to come up for it was the Super Scope. Yeah. You know, so on one hand, yeah, the thing was cool, but on the other hand, it didn't have a regular old light gun that you could play a Duck Hunt style game with. That was the only. That was kind of strange. Don't you think? It was like the guys at Nintendo were like, "Fuck it, we're going to bring out a bazooka." Yeah, <laughs> what's better than a light gun? A light yeah, bazooka. Exactly. <laughs> and that way, you really can't miss. But then they, but but it then still they brought back work. the light gun games, like you know, from Sega. Yeah, where did the light gun games guy go, guys? They came Do back. More like came back. House of the Dead. Well, yes. no, I'm, I'm talking about they came back after that, but yeah. not recently. No, you'll see more of those with the VR stuff. Probably. Time Crisis, man. Time Crisis. That game was fun, man. You had the pedal. Time Crisis Four. I played in Dave and Buster's two weeks ago. They're what building a Dave and Buster's here in Little Rock. 
I saw people actually make amazing. a living at Dave and Buster's by winning and selling iPads. But how's that possible? Have... <laughs> go Jeez. look it up. Yeah, people have <laughs> done it. It's true. That's crazy. I found but... your new jobs, guys. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Super Scope. That's Super it. Scope. Yep. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Let's man. Let's move on. What's the next Last letter? letter. Last letter is from Old No Bones. Old No Bones says, It's obvious that an Xbox One Slim is coming at some point, and I think the size difference will be dramatic. What kind of things would you like to see? How much storage? How many ports? What should it cost? This is actually an important time for Microsoft. The PlayStation 3 did not get back in the fight sales-wise until they released Uncharted 2 and brought out a slim version of the PS3. This could be a turning point for Xbox One sales. Also, a price drop is no doubt happening for PlayStation 4 soon. Should Xbox respond with a drop or just bundles and stuff? Love the podcast. Keep it going. I hope your listener base is growing. Y'all are by far the most informed people commenting on Xbox week to week. Thank oh, you for being in Ola Bones. Thank you we, so much. Yes, we like the, the praise. Definitely. Sh- shower us with praise. We understand the non-informed thing when we listen to other shit. <laughs> oh, we get angry. I complain about it constantly. <laughs> and these and these are podcasts with huge listener bases that have a lot of sway, so that's when it gets annoying. Uh, just listening to Giant Bomb just today about their Halo yeah. stuff, and they're like, "This is." I think Brad was like, "This reminds me of Republic Commando." It's like no one in there is going to mention the fact that the creative director. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just don't know that stuff. It's like listening it's to kind like, of fucking talk about Xbox too. It's like, gosh. Yeah. All right, just to throw it out there, and I know this is so, but just mentioning kind of funny, I kind of lost a little respect for them for their new yeah, podcast. Like doing a PlayStation I, only podcast. You know what? Oh. I'm cool with them doing a PlayStation only podcast. That's fine. I wouldn't. We do an Xbox only podcast. I'm not going to hold that against you. But to name it PlayStation, I love you. P.S. I love you. Yeah. P, no. P.S. It, it stands for PlayStation. Yeah. That's like making PlayStation. Fun of a movie, I love yeah. you. That's yeah. literally saying I'm the hugest fanboy of all fucking time. I love you, and you can do no wrong. The podcast. Like I'm sorry. That's I. I still subscribe to Kind of Funny, but not Kind of Funny Games anymore. I actually unsubscribed because of yeah. that. Because I do enjoy their content, but that... And I even told Jason the first time I saw it, I enjoyed the ad. I thought it was cool. With Greg and Colin just sitting there, he's like, hey, you want to do a PlayStation podcast? Colin's just, yeah, why not? And then it's that's just the end of the ad. In the first it was great. It was like, fucking day. that's going to be great. And it's like, P.S. I love you? No. That's... that's. I'm sorry. Like, I don't like it. I'm just... The name is my problem. My my problem is that if you're gonna go and do a single a single like platform holder podcast like a Sony podcast, well, you better do a Microsoft podcast and you better do a Nintendo podcast. Especially, it's different with us because we started as an Xbox, but when you have a network the size that they're building and have, and you're gonna do one that's for a specific platform, you need to cover all the platforms. And I get it. I understand why the two of them should do a PlayStation podcast. It's Greg Miller, they, for God's sake. Well, they, <laughs> they they both know a lot about Sony's products, just like we do about Microsoft's products. You know, yeah. Like we we wouldn't be able to to name off the stuff. The kind of we wouldn't be able to to 
have the kind of information they have when it comes Get to... Get out of here. We games. would know. We would know. Come no, on. we... I'm going with Eric. We'd be we really close. We would we be really close. We, would, we, we don't know as much great. about Sony as they do, though. <laughs> no, we don't. They, but we would be pretty fucking close on our, yeah, our fact-checking. We would, we would be better about Sony than they would be about Microsoft. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But but still, I mean, those two guys should be doing a Sony podcast. I agree. But Basically. don't come up with a multi-platform network or whatever you want to call it, you know, and then suddenly just do one podcast for a specific company. That's a little bit of, that's a little bit ridiculous. And that then, makes you go, well, then they're biased. It's Why not do I just want to hear that. Say about it's like we're going to do a podcast for one platform, and also it's going to be called I Love You. Yeah. Like that, it's, it's such a bad name and – yeah, I think it's a bad idea. It's it's awful. Like it's I just and I I'm being very honest. I lost a lot of respect for them because of Yeah. It. I got pretty upset about it too. And I'd be been like creating a they might as well create a podcast called PS4 is for gamers. Kind of fun. No, no, that would have been fun. You know what? I would support <laughs> that, that more than PS4 I love you. Like it yeah. the, it would be like us making a podcast go called Fuck it has undertones too. Yeah. No, no, I'm we being should, dead serious. It would be me making that. a podcast called "Fuck PlayStation" as in talking <laughs> shit about PlayStation. It's it's Dustin's a fanboy, so fuck PlayStation. Like that's it's, I don't like I, it. I don't I like think, it. To be honest, it's not even a very good name. Like like podcast beyond. I thought that was pretty cool. It's just, I don't find it clever. I just it's, don't it's, think it's, it's clever in a stupid way. It's P.S. Oh, it's it's it's, it's a double meaning. PlayStation P.S. I love you. Like but, it's yeah. just, I, I, I actually like the name. I, I don't, I mean, that things. I don't object to them doing it because I think the reason why they're doing it now is because they've obviously looked and they use it. And they've realized that, you know, they want to put you know, they want to put food on the table and they want to pay the rent. And the easiest way to do that, quite frankly, is just happen to the people that love them already and what they love about it's them. PlayStation they, I, is, is PlayStation. But it's just a, it's just a crap. That's what that's what actually irritated me. <laughs> Was actually the crap name. The, the PS I love you really irritated me. I'm like it's to the point that I am unsubscribed. Well, it just makes me not want to hear what they have to say about other consoles now because I know. They don't care. Yeah, yeah but I'm not being funny. But they made. I mean, I no. It seemed like they were trying. They, it it no, obviously seemed like they were trying. Burns right because they would. They'd be like, "Hey, Microsoft sent us this game." You know, yes, they were doing their due diligence by like letting people know. But it was, yeah, we're doing the Microsoft thing. We're, we're well, playing this Xbox. Week they're doing, we're... Well, this week they're doing let's plays for Halo uh, yeah. Five as well as Tomb Raider. So they actually are covering the the Microsoft stuff. But they're not featuring it, obviously, if they're doing a podcast entirely devoted to PlayStation. It's like, well, how are you going to maintain integrity now? It's obvious where your interests are, and yeah. they're not. Well, the thing the that annoys I was me hoping is it might be. when you listen to some of these podcasts, and they talk about a PlayStation game, and they could tell you every single thing about the lore, the characters, what's going on, what's happening, what, why is it here, what what's going on right now, but then you put him in front of an Xbox game, it's like, it's like listening to Giant Bomb talk about Halo. It's like, I, like they were talking about how they made they up care. these new AI characters. Like, they yeah. made up 
they made up Kelly and Linda and yeah. Fred on the spot for this game. Like, no, they didn't. They've been part of the lore since yeah, the beginning. They're kind yeah, but of Halo, yeah, but no, let's be fair. Halo's got a massive lore, and they've no, probably... No, but that's something them. simple, No, dude. but I'll put it to... Look, as a person that watched Kind of Funny's Halo video, it was literally the two of them just... It wasn't even Colin or Greg. It yeah, was just it was them awful. sitting there, and they, they were... Like, like they, were playing, they were playing on easy, and it was literally going... And you could see he was barely moving the right analog stick to shoot things. And it was just like, yeah, it feels like Halo. And it's Halo. And it looks good. And it's Halo. And, like, they were done. Like, Well, they're being stupid. If they're going to cover Nintendo and cover Microsoft, they need to hire one or two people who are experts in those particular categories. Yeah. And, the thing that me is that we're not paid for this kind of thing. We don't make money to do it. Yeah, we know this shit because we follow it. If you guys want to pay the thing me, that gets me. if I paid you, if I literally paid you, I would and had you do let's plays. I would expect you to actually do some research behind it. Like I straight up, I would expect it because you're there to inform people. But I, I... all right. Well, not. To, but anyway, let's, back let's, to the letter. Let's go back we, to the letter. Yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about the letter at all. <laughs> Xbox One Slim, what do we think? Is it a real chance for Microsoft to come out and win back some market share if they do it right? Next they year. Desperately, desperately need a rebrand. I'm honestly surprised it's taken this long. They need to rebrand the hell out of that thing. I would not honestly be surprised if they just cut the one off and just said this is fucking Xbox. No, Wait, it's going to be Xbox they One. They have to rebrand again? Did they just rebrand They're not going to rebrand it. What so, they're going to so, do... So they're going to get... And that's what, led to, that's what led to its revival. They gave you new logos, they had the new box art stuff. They had a no, but it was still games. the PlayStation 3 the whole time. Nah, it's still going to be... I don't the think Xbox they're going to go that far. Xbox One was a much stupider name than PlayStation 3, to be honest. No, but they had the Xbox 360 sound... wasn't a great name. Like they, they've never. I hate to say Xbox has never had a great name. If you yeah. here's the problem: if you change the name, you get into the problem of, and this happened. This has happened constant. When you change, like, let's say we change it to just Xbox, or let's change it to whatever name they come up with. Well, does this still play Xbox One games? It's called something different. Well, I didn't buy this. My kid asked for an Xbox One. You, you you don't want to confuse the casuals. They're not going to change it because you confuse the casual market. So that's just, just not going to leave happen. Leave the name. You make it slim. Uh, I think this holiday is going to tell us if Microsoft's ever going to be able to catch up. If my, Microsoft, if they have good deals, I I bet they kill it this holiday season. They're going to have a bunch of great sales, and it, they'll push their name through the door. But I think the real question is whether or not this device is going to have a Blu-ray drive. Mm, I think it has to. You have to. They should do. Yeah, I think it does have to. Well, I don't see game. Well, not be funny. GameStop were kicking off about having to um, having to provide digital codes. You imagine trying to tell them that they're not that they're going to sell a console without a disc drive. I, mean, yeah. I know a lot of people that want one. I don't want. I want one without a disc drive. It's one less thing to fill. No, no, no. So. But what he's saying is, recently GameStop came out and said they're not bundling. Yeah, we talked about digital codes. Week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they they're, also came they're, out right after and said they will be selling <laughs> because they turned around that within a couple of days. They turned around that, that entire statement. Yep, they did. They came out and said they will be selling games bundled with digital codes. It was a dumbass thing to say sure. in the first place. The, the bundles are still out there. They're in their stores. It was on Engadget. 
It, it was in their stores. Right? How are you gonna? We're no longer gonna sell games with digital bundles. And what are you gonna do with all the Xbox Ones in your warehouses? Well, you, obviously, you just sell them off over time. Yeah, but you'd still be selling bundles with digital codes in them. Because well, the digital think, codes are already in the boxes. Well, yeah, but I don't. Well, yeah, but then they I, over here they sell codes for games. Like new games, like just. But I don't think they were literally saying we're going to cut dead everything now. We refuse to sell them. You know, if they've turned around and said this is our policy, then they'll probably just turn around and go, okay, that's fine. You know, we'll shift the ones that we've got through. Don't send us any more. Or we'll yeah, they never retracted that, that Jason. I'm not finding that anywhere. Well, I saw it. I'll have to find it for you. Yeah. Um. In that. In that. When they made that statement, they said rather than. Selling like the Madden Xbox One with it bundled in as a digital code. Instead, they would just sell the basic console and then bundle in their own copy of Madden. So that's how they're gonna do things. So, but yeah, it makes me wonder like how they're gonna. Maybe Microsoft will just send them regular boxes that don't have any codes as codes bundled in. I doubt they're gonna make an entire bundle just for a. A single retailer. They'll probably just sell standard with their game copies. Yeah. They'll probably just take the codes out and then send them back or something. Yeah. And then they'll keep all the. And they'll take the sleeves off. It's all it is. I mean, what is it? No, they'll leave the they'll leave the sleeve, but they'll just have hey, here's a here's a disc, and then they'll just. Oh uh, yeah, crap. yeah, yeah. I see. That makes sense. Because I, I can't see them specifically making separate bundles for GameStop as big as they are. They'll just they'll just make all the same bundles and then they'll just yeah. All right, guys. And last last part oh, of the question: the price code. drop. Do we see a price drop? Yes. Uh, I'm not I'm not feeling it now. I always felt they go two nine nine, but I'm not feeling it now. Even with Sony doing a price they'll... drop, likely next month. If Sony drops. They will drop they're, for sure. They're, they're they're the ones. Sony are the ones that are announcing that their bundles are going to be four fifty. So if if they do a fifty dollar price drop because they're not going to do a hundred because they're not fucking stupid, then they're going to be selling Battlefront and COD at four hundred dollars. Microsoft to be selling their bundles at three fifty still. Microsoft got Halo. Hey, Halo's the, if if they didn't have Halo, I think they'd have probably fucking dropped it again already. But they do have Halo. And I think that they're just going to look at Halo and say, well, if, if Halo can't sell for us, then we've got a bigger problem in itself. But if I mean, Sony like drops, Microsoft said, has to drop. They expected Sony to drop, looking at history anyway. So it's it wouldn't be surprising if they set themselves up to be ready to drop the price at this point to compete. I think so, too. And it's, not, it's not rocket science, but I was browsing the Xbox Wire website this week, and I found a... Uh, holiday press kit PDF and I was browsing along and there was a bundles page um, and it said you know it's just the Madden bundle, the Gears bundle, the Force bundle the Halo bundle and then it said underneath even more bundles coming soon dot 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 I mean they didn't announce the Assassin's Creed bundle until mid-October they'll have Tomb Raider, they'll have Fallout Fallout, yeah I mean the Elite bundle is listed on this either Let's think we've answered that. And do we have one more letter? Or no, that's all that's of it. them. So, so thank you for writing in and write us at email at xboxuncut.com. 
Letters at xboxun.com is gone. Email at xboxun.com is where you have to send us letters. Yeah, I looked. I I could have swore I saw it, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> Still, I it it's an odd statement from them. All right. Well, let's just go a quick. What have you been playing? I think that's what we're gonna do. Uh, I played Grand Theft Auto Online with uh, a couple friends. We had I, I met actually new friends. It was awesome. I met new people on Xbox Live, Vern. Yeah, who was that new guy we were playing with? He was nice. They they offered me uh, the candy, and they told me to get in their van. That's all I know. Uh, (laughs) No, who was the British guy, though? What was his name? Uh, I don't. I don't like saying people's gamer tags. I don't remember. Oh, okay, yeah. His name. Well, anyway, he was nice. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, And yeah, I want to play more GTA Online. That game still takes forever to fucking load, and the server issues are still there. Where it's like, okay, I'm in this server, Vern's in that server, uh, let's try to get together. No, you can't. What the fuck? Like, it's still, the headache is there. But the mission's still fun. We got the full heist, it was great. Um, and it worked, but it did take forever to load. I'm glad I didn't live stream that game that day, because we would be sitting there literally for like five, six minutes, just on a loading screen, waiting for the little white bar to get through so I could load the game up. It was ridiculous. But I had a ton of fun. Vern, what have you been playing? Just Destiny. Uh, well, besides Destiny, which I already talked about. I don't think I need to say any more about Destiny. Uh, I've still been playing Forza. Oh. I got I got through the first two circuits. Now I'm on the third circuit, the Grand Touring, Cor- Grand Touring Cars. I think it's the third circuit. Well, whatever. But uh, I just started that. So, that, I mean, that's it. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. Yeah. Eric, what have you been playing? <laughs> Riveting I've stuff. Been playing, I've, Riveting been, I've, stuff. I've, I've, I've been playing, as you know, the Rainbow Six Beta. And Siege, excuse me, Rainbow just Six to Siege. throw it out there, Eric, you have some really good 60 frames per second YouTube videos up. Thank you playing. very much. Yeah. We have to wait because I didn't notice the bandwidth, the bitrate on that was high. Oh my god, I didn't realize. Yeah, Eric but didn't yeah, realize it's... it. Not, like, I was trying to coach him through it, because he was like, he's like, look at my 60 frames per second videos, and I was like, they're only 30. He's like, but it's done processing! And I'm yeah, like, was... did you, is the file actually 60? Yes. Alright, it yeah. takes it takes a while longer. Even though it says it's done, it's not. Because yeah, they're massive it such files. such a long yeah. time. Yeah. What but do you think of it, though? Is man, it is, it is, it's definitely. If you like um, Counter Strike um, Go, you're definitely gonna like this way better. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, unless you like like a more faster way to kill somebody, and there are weapons that do that. But this is great as it gets because the operators, the tactics you got to do in the game, like like using shock drones to go and nick people, and then you gotta do it. You gotta do it careful because if you get on the armor, it's not gonna work. You gotta like shoot shoot like right in their chest or near their um their neck to to make them like get injured and they'll fall on the floor it's hilarious then they got like the whole camera thing too it's crazy like you put cameras on the wall and you can go look at them while you're upstairs or something and then monitor the area then you can tag the person blast holes in the wall take a breaching charge if somebody's in the next room and you can't get through because they blocked it put a charge up you taking the whole wall down you know it's just it's just amazing. It's just um, I really like what they did, and the operators are all unique. All of them. They got these guys called Twitch, and and mute. I like Twitch 
because she uses, I think it's a woman. She has a mask on, but I think it looks like a woman to me. And she uses a shock drone. I use that a lot online. Sometimes I fail because I don't do it right. Or they have, there's another enemy or another operator who uses some type of gadget that can corrupt your frequency with the, your visual. And then they'll message you up and you, you, you got to back away or something. But it's too late, you know. But um, I, I like uh, Mute because he has um, – I like how he uses the um, the breaching charge on there, the nitro gel or cell. You, like, yeah. throw it, and it blows up. I like that, too. Um, there's this guy. I think he has, like, the this huge shield that he carries, and it makes you OP. <laughs> it's not a ballistic shield. It's, like, even worse. It's called Montag or something. He's operating. He's called Montag or something like that. And he's. It, it's like they they created these unique operators. Also, they're from different divisions. Of like, they got the FBI in there. <laughs> Sorry, I can't name the other one. The um, there's four other ones. They got people from Germany, the UK, and I think Russia. So it and feels it feels like team based with all the different characters yeah, having different very, different very things to them. Yeah. And it's and and, the, and you can do um, grappling just like in Rainbow Six style, and it's very smooth. It's it's really good. Does it feel fast paced though, or does it feel more tactical? Well, I have videos where if you if you see them, like you do have to slow down. Like some people yeah. rush in, and some people like like um, and when you're defending, right, you're supposed to stay inside. The minute you're outside you can be detected by the enemies. Like me, if I'm outside and I see you run on a roof, I'm like, oh, wait, you're down. You're going to go, you're going to get killed. So you got to be inside and either guard a hostage, but the, not in this one. In the alpha, it was the hostage. This one is the bomb. You got to defend the bomb from the people getting inside, us going inside it, you know. But yeah, it's more slow pace unless um, somebody's hunting you down. So it's going to awesome. be very slow pace. Like, there was this awesome thing, and I think it was the consulate. I couldn't, we couldn't go through the front door. We just couldn't. They did something. They booby-tracked it with bombs, and it was lucky I had this guy who can see it. He had, like, a heartbeat thing or whatever, and he was like, wait, whoa, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. We can't go through the front door, and we can't go through the side. Let's go up top. So we go all the way up to the top, then we break through the window, and it was so cool. It was, like, something out of, like, Mission Impossible. Yeah. We're, we're turning down, and we're just going slowly down into the place. I'm like, oh, this is just crazy. Rainbow Six I just sounds awesome. It. Rainbow yeah. Six, it just sounds it is good. It just feels good. It's, it looks to me so far it could change to be the best tactical shooter out this year. Like it really is. Is nice. You know. All right. Well, thanks for adding. You know, contributing, Eric, and not falling asleep. We always appreciate <laughs> it. We appreciate that. Yes. Uh, Steve, what have you been playing? What's the game? What's 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 the? Do you, do you only want? Do you only want one? Yes, yeah, just one game. One game. Oh, that's, that's tough. Okay, I, I suppose I've got to go with Metal Gear then. I finished it. I've sold it. I'm done. Sold it? You're not going to play Metal Gear Online? I think you've answered that question for yourself there, Vern. Um, no. Yeah, you, yeah, you'd be worried I, about dying. I'm going to hunt you down one day. <laughs> it's, I just... <sighs> I just, I just, I can't. Be, I, there's so much other stuff I've got to play. I'm, you know, and all the value is just going to drop. But anyway, so I played it. I really liked it. Gameplay wise, it's it's the best of the series. It definitely is, unquestionably the best in terms of the story. You know, I've seen all the stuff that was cut, and I do think that obviously there's a key bit to the end of the game that was definitely cut, and 
you know, that's a shame, and it, and it would have made sense to be in there, especially as it only appeared to be one level, and that was kind of important to that. But you know, from what I, from the ending that they gave us, I actually felt, obviously I won't spoil it, but I felt very satisfied as to sort of perhaps a justification to me as to perhaps why it was a bit more of a silent protagonist. I mean, it's still pretty bullshit, but I did feel better about it. Did you um, think it was kind of a cop out as far as the ending's concerned, though? And how they portrayed Snake? Or Big Boss? No. No, I was perfectly fine with that, actually. I thought, okay. I thought, that, was, I thought that was pretty awesome. That was, I mean, Kojima is. He's crazy as hell. Like he is just off his I just thought it, it felt but I love it. to me from what I read. So uh, I I actually really liked it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty awesome. I asked for into all the levels, by the way. So you know I put such a ridiculous amount of time into it, and it was great, and, and I loved it. And you know, as I said, yeah, you know, what I suppose what got me was that this cutscene that was missing and section you know they could show you the cutscene you know and it was like 30% done or something but it was there and it's a shame that it was missing but I felt what was there was pretty awesome and I was satisfied with the story so you know there's there's a few bits that I didn't really get but you know I thought it was fantastic alright Jason Finish this out. What have you been playing? Uh, Space Engineers and Fort Six. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh yeah, I was playing that too. But sorry, that's the recent. <laughs> that's the most recent thing I've been playing. All right, cool. Space Engineers. Oh, I do want to mention. Yeah. Since there's not really anything I could say about those games, I do want to tell people. That if you want to watch some very high quality Halo footage and a very high quality opening cinematic for Halo 5, go to news.xbox.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, go to the link on the left that says Media Assets, and go in there and you'll find the B-roll footage uh, for Halo 5 gameplay. And you'll Is find it 60 the frames per second? Yes, it's 60 okay. frames per second and it's very, very high quality. Highest it quality you'll find. glorious. That's all yes. I can say. It looks really good. All right. Well, ev- to, yeah, to end the show out, I just wanted to, everybody to comment on, because we didn't really talk about Halo. Uh, I thought the campaign looked fucking awesome. Blue team all the way. And the, when I saw a hunter smack a grenade back towards a person after they threw it at him, I thought that was fucking epic, and I can't wait to fucking see what other. Yeah, he was like a goalie. He was like, get that. I want to see what other tricks the AI has learned because just seeing a hunter go. Because usually you would just toss a few grenades, try to shoot it in the back, and call it a day. This hunter was like, no, fuck that. Get this grenade out of here. Tossed it right back at the person. I was like, wow. They're they're making them something to be reckoned with. It looks awesome. I haven't else? seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I just saw the intro, and the intro looked okay. good. But I, I have to watch some gameplay still. But the previews that have been out have all been really positive. So I'm expecting good things. I like how the AI doesn't seem. I think they've addressed the. Do you want a lone wolf? You can lone wolf. But if you want to actually use your people to your advantage, you can use. You can tell them to go after enemies, but they're not going to be proactive unless you want them to be. And that's what it seems like it's it is. It's not they're not gonna play the game for you. 
Yeah. And I think I know a lot of people had concerns like that. It just doesn't look like it's going to be. Well, like it's that. like they were telling, like having the AI concentrate on a hunter so that the person could get behind the hunter to shoot it. Like, yeah. Stuff like that, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I hate to say it. we'll talk about it more next week because I believe the like Warzone stuff, uh, all that releases tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So on the next podcast, we'll talk about Halo a ton, uh, and we'll we'll actually talk about the campaign because everybody at that point will have a chance to see it. But for tonight, that's going to be it for the podcast. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing, following. Uh, thanks for hanging out in Twitch chat this whole time. Thanks to Tim Dog for giving us a code and not even being on the show. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a great guy. Everybody's no mention of Drive Club from Dustin from Excalibur. Uh, Drive Club's great, and if you want to send me a check, I'm good with it, uh, but that's going to be it this week. Please write us at email at xboxuncut.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Peace out, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.